Hey. Wah! Jesus. It's not my fault. All right. Are you, uh, how are you feeling? Uh, pretty good. You feeling do good? Look, do I look weird or something? No. If, I need a sound check. Check, check, check one, check, check, check. Check one, two. Check two. Check, check yeah. two. Check three. Yeah, you're sounding check good. One. Check 100. I, I upped your volume. I think you were a little quiet on the last show. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Well, you you sound equal to me now. It's going to be a fun show. Oh, you got some news in here? No, that's last week. No, I have news. The arcade news with Dan Reed. Uh, oh, I better put us on the air. I was actually not feeling well today. I almost called in sick to arcade radio. What? Yeah. That would be a first. <clears throat> yeah. You've been doing it sick the whole time. Come on. <laughs> I know. I've done two shows where I was like deathly ill. One, I didn't even tell anybody. I just was sick. <clears throat> We're live. Okay, good. With guest host Arnold. Sorry. Arnold Drummond. Oh, yeah. I like cows and they like me. I like cows. Just wait and see. Moo. I like cows. I like to watch them eat. Thank you. I see, no problem. We hey, should. My my oh. video's not up on the. Uh, oh wait, I see you're doing stuff. Uh, All right. We won't even get flagged for that because it's not played on the air and it's on a private label. Nice. So I won't get flagged. Private. Private. It's like my privates. What? I didn't say anything. All right. Meet Zitzamrana. Hello. 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 Are we waiting for people to join the chat? Because there's nobody in the chat. Uh, well, it is Friday night. I mean, they're all probably out seeing Jurassic Park. Uh, wor- uh, wait, what's it called? Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Jurassic. Oh, oh. well, let's, um, you know, before we start the that. show, why don't you give me your mini review? Okay, so I went to the theater. Oh, was and it dark? Then, was it cold? Did you have snacks? Did you drink a beer? I, I, well, you know, I'm on my keto diet, so I had two hot dogs, no bun. And man, there's a lot of bun when you throw away just bun. Ugh. Hold on a minute. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I'm part. I'm sorry. Um, where was I? Right. So I the know, movie, that's good. you know, it takes it takes place in real time. So about three years after the last movie. Um, I mean, a lot of cool stuff happened, but I felt like I need to watch it again. I mean, it's got a lot of bad reviews, but the last one got bad reviews too. I mean, it's fun. There's a lot of fun stuff that happens. I mean, if you're a kid. I liked the last one. If you're a kid, you, you'd probably, uh, you know. Think it was great? Of course. So yeah. you, so that's the thing. I got to keep in that mindset. Like, you know, if you're a kid, you would love it. But if you're like a discerning adult where you're like, well, the story didn't really progress very far. I didn't like where they took it, you know. And I'm like, you know what? Who cares? They... <laughs> The everything moves forward. I think was it who's the guy Wong who's from like um Hey. You know that guy? 
Yeah. Wong from uh, SUV. SUV, right. Um, and, Law uh, and Order, right? He So, he, his part in this movie is terrible. Like, he's just well, he's not even... He's actually not that good of an actor. iRobot. Or not iRobot. That's a video game. Mr. Robot. Here's a Mr. Robot. Have you not seen Mr. Robot? Yeah, I have. You have? You've, you've watched oh, all, all the seasons of Mr. Robot? There's a dog that needs to be let out. Hang on a second. Say hi to Ryan in the chat. Hey, Ryan. Uh, you're not a nobody. I guess it wasn't showing any... Uh, it wasn't listing any people. Three people watching now. So, Ryan, me, and Adam. I can't tell if Adam really is going to go. Oh, he is. He's going to go. Man, is my video going to take up all the screen? This is pretty crazy. Where was I? Yeah, so Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I will give it a thumbs up. Uh, I do need to see it twice. I saw The Incredibles last week, though. You, uh, Everybody's it was great. And now I'm excited about going to Disneyland because for an adventure, they read one of their roller coasters. One major roller coaster. How come How come that is? They, do they not like roller coasters? Anyway, it's called the Incredicoaster, and oh. it looks amazing. Have you been reciting the Bible since I've been no, I was talking about the Incredibles, which was... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I could weigh the two. Jurassic World, pretty great, but Incredibles, hilarious. I did see uh, Ryan's Barn Find. Did you see it? Oh, no, I don't think so. There's a really cool video of someone that was in Wisconsin and drove to a barn where a DeLorean has sat since 1986. Oh, nice. It's really cool. Although, you know, at that point, if you find it and it's been there since 1986, the frame is probably destroyed. Well, it was inside the barn the whole time. Okay. You you don't think it's good? I wouldn't think on it. Or are you just jealous? Oh, no, I'm not. I own a DeLorean. Oh. That's in excellent condition. You do? Come on. Come on. One day I'll do the show inside of it. Oh, that'd be fun. I, I'll just need to have some kind of cooling apparatus because it's, <laughs> I don't know if I can. I think I'm the only one on camera. No, my, uh, if you look at the YouTube channel, my video is like using. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's screen. awesome. We should yeah. Just, we should just leave it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like a quarter of me is missing. I'm going to see if, what happens when I do this. Quarter of you is missing. Now I can see your head. That's all that matters, right? Well, my amazing T-shirt's missing, and oh my God. I have worn this. I think there was an arcade hangout two two years ago. I wore the shirt last time. Oh yeah, that didn't work. No. Yeah, we'll put that right back where it belongs. So I'll just have to move the show notes out of here. <laughs> there we go. Also, oh, now I'm going to adjust your video since we're we're doing this. We're so doing it. Tell me, uh, tell me uh, something interesting, Mark. Well, let me see. The uh, well, I cleaned my room. Nice. I don't, know, I don't know if you can tell. Although there's stuff right behind me, and it um, only in like one little tiny section is there a mess, and it's from yeah. Yeah. it's from the Southern Fried. Let me see where is it at. It's it's this part right behind my head, and it's all my camera equipment that I drug with me to Atlanta, okay. Hot Atlanta, Hot Atlanta. Uh, that, yeah, that's great. Hey, look, my video's back in the exact place where it was last time. <laughs> oh, oh, thank God. There you go. <laughs> and, you, and you should cl- close the chat on me because I don't need that. I don't need that. You don't need the chat. 
Chat's not necessary. Chat's not necessary. We don't need chat in Texas. <laughs> I need to move your video to the back, though. Sorry. The back. I'm just going to put you in the back. Yeah. So That's good. Oh, you can see my, my sofa now. There. All right. How's that? Yeah, that, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Got you right there, man. Got you right there. Yes. So that's the end of my movie reviews. Go see The Incredibles and then go see Jurassic Park. Oh, my God. And then I... Uh, my wife is like, come on. On Tuesday, we'll see a movie I want to see. And I'm like, all right, fine. Let's go. And we go to see... I keep wanting to say habitual, but I think it's... Habitual? It's, habitual. No, it, it's... it's um, it's the one where you're related to somebody. Heredity. Or hereditary. I forget. I think it's heredity. First of all, stupid name for a movie. And uh, I got, you know, have you ever been in a theater and then you're next to a couple who they, they're whispering like, in, and they're you know, making escalates? out. <laughs> no. And, and anyway, the girl that, that was there, I, every like minute she would say, I couldn't hit, tell what she was saying, but I could hear, and I'm like, <laughs> shut the F up. I actually had to tell them that they were driving my wife crazy. <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> anyway, hereditary or heredity. Robot. In the last 15 minutes. But the other, you know, 75 or 80 or whatever, it's just terrible. Uh, I mean, if you say, oh, that movie just had too much exposition, this had way too much. I mean, <laughs> not even good exposition. Was it something just, that she wanted to see just be, and hadn't seen before? Movies. She loves horror movies. Oh, okay. And it wasn't a horror movie until literally the last 20 minutes. <laughs> well, that's a bummer. Yeah. I'm going to give us a little more bandwidth. Oh, okay. It's uh, You're roboting a bit. I want to see if I can fix it tonight. I'm roboting? Let me think. What can I... Well, let me, uh, let me stop the uh, stream... I think I think you're. I don't know if it's you. It could be me. Yeah. Well, if I do a pop out chat, I just need to go to Google Wi Fi and enable it so that we're taking over the bandwidth. I see. So Ryan is Ryan is our. Oh hey, seriously, seriously, what? Casey's giving us some grief. Seriously, guys. Seriously, guys. Like what is it? seriously. Oh my God, Casey had a chest of like all of this booze that he kept under his taxi pinball. It was amazing. And he had stuff that was like, um, uh, there's like a maple whiskey. I don't know what was happening mm. when I take the twins to bed. Well, we were wait. We started later so that you could take the twins and then you could come here. So we haven't even started the show yet. The show is, yeah, the show's just, we're just shooting the show. Yeah, I'm, uh, so, and by the way, I'm talking to Casey. He goes, you wait till right when I take the twins to bed? And I'm like, no. Yeah, let's, wait till let's just do, um, let's do the, what's in the juke right now? And What's in the juke? Yeah. All right. Da, 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 da. <laughs> no. No. No? No. No. Hey, during the news, uh, not the news, during Back to the Cade, there's another place where there's a, a red link to, to play some music. And mm -hmm. so, Pat Benataff. That's what uh, Casey just typed. Um, anyway, so I'll, I'll, I'll signal you. We don't rehearse this show, guys. We don't. 
what yeah what you see is what you get we we rehearsed like episode five or six or something I don't know. yeah nope there's no pat benatar no minute work okay now i have to figure out what i called this jinx this is this jinx jinx priority device for jinx buy me a coke the next couple of hours does that sound good sure i've been stalking the uh, girls that bought my house in philly because i want to see if they made it cool or made it ugly and it turns out they work for have you ever heard of free free the people i have not it's a it's a girl clothing store and it's pretty cool clothes are pretty you know wait a minute girls look cute in them what are we talking about um this is something I was doing earlier today. I was stalking the girls who bought my house in Philly. Well, one of them did, and then she has roommates. You, you can't come this because time. I just want to see, like, you know, I want to see my house. You can't do this. You, I'm not there anymore, no, and I sold it. Don't come this way. God dang it! Don't come this way. That could be a good '80s song. <laughs> don't come this way. Ah, freaking cat. Oh, I see. See this one? She always wants to be like right on my lap. Like during the show, I love that tortoise, you know, color that yeah. they have. She's gorgeous. Is that, she, is that, she's a pain in the ass, though. I see. You gotta go this way. The show is on. Go ahead. Okay, she's nice done. haircut. When, that looks very fresh. My hair? When did you cut it last? Mm, Friday. No, Monday. Monday. I see. Yeah, it's, it's very, very short. I like it. Oh. Oh man, I can't wait to, for you to talk about what what happened last night. Oh man, we should start the show. There's a lot of fun stuff. Okay, yeah, let's do that. All right, here we go. Um, the show start button is right around here somewhere. Yeah, I found it. There it is. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Live from KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is Arcade Radio. Welcome to Season 2 Surprise Episode 20 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Friday, June 21st. <laughs> You're doing good. Keep going. <laughs> Today is Friday, June 22nd, 2018, and the time is now approximately 8.18 p.m. Central. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is your host, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Tonight, I am joined by Mark Time Runner Shields, and the guest host of Arcade Radio this week is possibly a couple of people. How are you doing, Mark? I'm great. great. How are you doing? Good. What's going on? All right. What's going on? Uh, I don't know. I had a whole bunch of things I was going to mention after the music played. I you don't know, remember it's, any it's of them. What's funny is uh, this is sort of a, a gorilla um, podcast tonight. We're just kind of taking over the airwaves. 
Who drinks Jim Beam maple whiskey? Gross. Casey. Ugh. Who's CCG? Who's CC delicious. Games CEO? I like that. CC Games CEO. I like that. Sup up, Benatar, Men at Work, Cat Attack. Did you ever read all that stuff? That's funny. That's funny. CC Games is a regular on uh, the John Arcade Shoutbox. Oh, cool. And he has he has like a little mini podcast as well. Sweet. Welcome to the show. I'm going to check out yours. That's going to be fun. I think that'll be fun. What about you? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to check out yours. Yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, what am I drinking? It's uh, right. Jefferson's Reserve, old rum cask finish bourbon. How classy. I am not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I have the grapefruit. You know, like my, my wife likes these um, sparkling water alcohol things that they make now. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, lo- they're low carb and low calorie. It's pretty good. Um, but she doesn't like grapefruit. Oh. So I get the cast off grapefruits. Yeah, yeah. So I have a Truly and a White Claw Hard Seltzer. Sweet. And hopefully they do the job. And he's not going to make the show. He's too hungover. That's all right. We'll talk about my thing anyway. Guess what I've been working on? Tell me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I don't know if you can guess, but it's like in the way right now. What? What's in the way? Do you know what game this is right here? A turkey shoot. Turkey shoot, right? See, and you know, if you look closely at the artwork, the turkey is being shot right in the butthole. <laughs> right in the butthole. <laughs> Are you sure it's not the face? Pretty sure, like, there's the feathers right there. I mean, yeah. go all the way around. <laughs> right. Turkey's being shot in the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are truly white, by the way. Yes. You're truly white. Yes. That's because your two cans are facing the camera and they say truly white. <laughs> truly I'm, d- I'm done with one next now we're going to truly right are you a minnesota gopher i am remember I, I i was there for two years that's awesome but there is a gopher behind me yeah i saw him he's cute love it so what's wrong with your turkey shoot um well somebody had painted the coin door black oh and this you know, supposed to be gray? coin door is supposed to be stainless steel. I'm assuming yeah, yeah. it's the same one that's on pins and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And so today the internet went out and the, well, both the internet and like regular phone the whole internet, internet went so out. Like, what? The whole internet went out. The whole internet of the entire internet block. I don't know. There's some guys down the street doing stuff. I don't know what's going on. I'm pretty sure we're stable right now. I'm assuming they all went home and had some dinner. But um, I decided to take the coin door off and clean it, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I started off with rubbing alcohol, and then I graduated to acetone because it's <laughs> faster, but you know it smells better, <laughs> and uh, it's almost worn off. And then I painted like the black area black with the with a nice silk, uh, I mean a satin rustoleum in a can. I mean it's really great stuff. It looks really good. Sweet man. It's kind of what I've been doing. I mean, I've been been doing other stuff, but... Yeah, that's the main thing? Uh, Well, I mean, just today. So, the today. What about Southern Southern Fried Gaming Expo we're going to talk about in a little bit? Yeah, I'll tell you about that. Should we tell that? Let's go backwards in time. And I think yesterday or the day before yesterday, I picked up a ladybug. Oh, yeah. For 120, but it was in a Dynamo cab. And what's really weird about this cab is that the control panel said... A classic by Dynamo on the control panel. 
and I can't find this particular artwork. I don't really know what this like. Does did the game come with a control panel, and you just had an optional, you know, overlay you could put on it? It's really weird. That is interesting. The bottom was completely rotted out. Everything ab- above like an inch and a half is beautiful and in excellent condition. And so I went to Home Depot and I bought big boy tools because I'm a man. And <laughs> I bought a, like a saw, like the skill saw, you know, the one with the rotary blade, the big circular blade, seven and a quarter, whatever it is. Yeah. Do you own one of those? Uh, I, I have a skill saw. Yeah. Okay. See? Yeah. Uh, and I also have a table saw as of this weekend. I was going to buy a table saw, yeah. but I thought, hey, start small. Yeah. And so, I mean, plus table saw that I wanted was 500 bucks. And I was like, I only need to cut all bottom. And then I saw that they have. <laughs> what happened? You roboted. Because I was like, how am I going to get up into my Prius? <laughs> it's really hard. Coolie, man. So wait, do you want to talk about Southern Fried or do you want to talk about. No, we'll, we'll do that at the end of the show. All right, good. That'll be our interview portion, right? Sweet. Yeah. Um, so what I've been working on. Yeah, what's been going on? I know Man. that you've been trying to get machines up because you had some kind of a thing. Oh, my God. This week's been interesting. So I got Don Kong Jr., you know, and um, I've been having some troubles with it, but I finally got it all squared away. There was an issue with the power, and I was white screening and not good. So um, everything's back and working on that thing. I rebuilt the control panel. It looks pretty dang sweet. If I say so myself. Right. Yeah. Here, I'll throw some pictures up right now. Um, let's see how this looks. So. Well, I don't, I open to preserve the band. Can you see it? You can see it, right? Yeah. No. Well, you, sh- you should be able to see it. No. Oh, I can see it. The audience <laughs> okay. can see it. Yes. As long as the audience can see it. So now you probably can see it. So anyway. There's this control panel, right? And, and um, it's it's on your screen right now uh, on the on the live feed. Are you, are you able to see the live feed right now, Mark? I have that. No, I, all I have is the chat. Oh, you, you okay? Yeah. yeah. So I re- I'll just take your word for it. So I I've built seen this, these control panels. Yeah, before. and I got a new old stock uh, instruction sticker, which looks really nice. Um, really? Yep. It was like six bucks on eBay. Nobody bid on it except me. I are re- you sure it was it was for real new old stock? Yeah, it has the print lines on it. It's um. And it, it's legit. You can tell it's it's legit. Yeah. They're com- That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. I was like super stoked to get it. And then um, I, I uh, polished all the button holders and rebuilt. Uh, I got a rebuilt uh, joystick from Andrew. Thank you again. So that was freaking Cheers awesome. to Andrew. Man, that guy's awesome. He's just awesome. So uh, I rebuilt everything, put all the, um, the wiring back. It looks just lovely. So... Uh, uh, Donkey Kong Jr.'s uh, control panel is great. And and sadly, the Donkey Kong um, control panel that came with my original Donkey Kong uh, went in the garbage this weekend because um, it gave its life for two other control panels. That thing, ah. had, it, had, it had been con- converted to a street heat, so the um, there's a giant hole cut for the steering wheel where the joystick would go oh. and two additional buttons drilled in the in the control panel. Uh, it was all chipped up and, you know, old and cracking and whatever else. So I sort of um, retired it and put it in. Um, yeah, it was sad. So uh, Donkey Kong Jr. had a switch problem. Uh, Eric Bose, shout out to Eric Bose. 
Um, yeah, man. Uh, the Eric, the um, he hooked me up. The switch uh, actually had a, a filter on it, and, and and it was shorting. So when you turn off in the game, it was um, it was making a it was wreaking havoc. So. So what was this an internal switch issue? It's funny that yep. the ladybug I have, I I turned it on and nothing happened. Turned it off, nothing happened. Turned it on, jiggled it a little, and mm-hmm. then it came on. Oh yeah, that's the problem I had. So I took out the switch. Eric gave me a new DPST switch and a filter. I installed them on DK Junior. Um, looks pretty nice. I did a pretty good job, I think. So pictures are right in here on the blog. If you're listening uh, on iTunes or Google Play, you're gonna have to check out the YouTube's to see it. But um pretty cool so uh that's that's all working great brand new switch there um fixed all my problems then uh this is really interesting last night um one of our vendors hosted an event at my house uh so uh, well i hosted it they paid for the food and the booze and the beer um so that was kind of fun um so my coworkers all came over and a friend of mine and we fired up all the games i uh my uh my boss uh, on Wednesday, we have a morning meeting and I was, I was telling everybody what I was working on. And then I said, oh, and there's the Juniper happy hour, uh, at my house on Thursday. And he goes, just make sure Donkey Kong's working. Guess which game wasn't working. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. So I have a Ford board stack. Uh, I was getting artifacts. Oh, man. I was trying to figure out how I was going to fix it. I was reseeding stuff. It's not working. I bought a, I bought a, uh, two board stack two years ago that's been sitting in my garage and my intention was to um at some point make a a, a multi-kong with the real hardware and um so i pulled it out of storage stuck it in there and it white screened and um so, so i took it all out reseeded all the chips put it back in and it fired right up solid. oh man so, a happy ending yeah solid as a rock right at 4 30 when it was supposed to start so that's cool and that's your two your two board PCB. Yep. And it was actually that that Donkey Kong was supposed to have a two board in it, so it's back to its original glory. Nice. So that's cool. So um and then uh Tapper and Monaco GP were the big hits of the night. So um Interesting. Yeah. Uh Budweiser on tap, my my neon sign made its uh, debut. So oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, that that's mounted atop the uh the tapper there. The jukebox got played a ton. Um football. Atari football was also played. Warlords was played a ton. Um, yeah, and it was hopping. We had about 20 people there. Um, all the games were getting a lot of love. People were singing at the top of their lungs to the jukebox. It was just it was just fantastic, man. It was like, it was the coolest thing ever. So um, a lot of when these guys... wrap it all up? Oh, sorry. Keep going. Oh, yeah. We wrapped up at about midnight last night, so... That's a pretty decent hour. Yeah, it was good. And Juniper was uh, kind enough to make... Uh, remember those little coin purses that you got as a kid that you could squish and then they opened? They were kind of like a football. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Th- they gave like those they to like us. Like rigid. Uh, yeah, so they had um, these vinyl uh, coin purses made up with my Adam's Arcade logo on them and we put tokens in them for everybody. So that was kind of cool. Um, I woke up this morning, got into the car and Pac-Man fever came on the radio. It was sort of kismet. The whole event went really, it was really a lot of fun. So, um, yeah. So, and then the other thing that I've been working on today, and you know about this, Mark, is, uh, I'm adding some artwork to my <laughs> arcade. So, <cool. laughs> so I actually have been collecting vintage arcade photos for a long time and storing them on my computer. 
Um, and today I sent a bunch over to Walgreens to be printed out. So I got Steven Spielberg in front of Maneater, which is really, really fun. Um, and then like all these vintage, um, you know, like Debbie Harry from Blondie. I've got some other, some other celebrities as well, but just these vintage pictures of people playing arcade games in arcades. And I had them printed all out on four by sixes. So there's like a red Baron. There's, you know, there's a guy playing like centipede and, uh, there's a picture of George Lucas inside a, a, a cockpit star Wars, uh, there's, you know, people walking around, but the, the fun thing is, is like some of these guys are like serious, right? They're in front of the game. They have their stance. They have their, you know, kneeling oh, towards yeah. the game stance. They have their wide, you know, stance. And then there's this dude that's like wearing a sweater and he's at a wood grain game and he's like got two fingers up like peace, bro. Uh, you know, <laughs> so it's just kind of funny. And then a bunch of kids playing Tron. And then I have I have a picture of Steve Weeby playing Donkey Kong and and Billy Mitchell and his wife lurking over him. That's pretty funny. Mm. And then you know just all these various pictures, uh, really cool stuff that you don't see so often. Um, some of them have been featured in blogs, like Catherine Despira had a whole uh, blog article on this. I got a picture of John Mellencamp in front of a Cubert, Elvis in front of a pinball machine. Um, and then. The cool thing is that I went out and I bought these multi four by six, you know, vertical and horizontal picture frames. And right now at Michael's, they have them two for 50 bucks. And I, I'm sticking them all in these frames and I'm going to hang them in the arcade. So I have a picture up right now on the, um, on the screen. So if you're live streaming, you can see what I'm doing there and you can see Billy Bob and Shaky's pizza and all these photos that I'm putting together. And I'm, and I'm, I'm doing that with the two large ones and I'm going to have a bunch of small ones as well. So that's so awesome. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. How many photos are in there? Uh one, two, three, six, <laughs> nine, twelve, fifteen, seven, nineteen, twenty one. Yeah, it's like twenty four pictures. That's awesome. Yeah. So sweet. Oh, I can hear my voice. Yeah, What's happening? Twenty one maybe. Something like that. But yeah, super cool. Super cool. So I'm super stoked about that, and um, I'm happy because I have a working Donkey Kong, a working Donkey Kong Jr. Um, Robotron needs a little love now. I found it; it's dropping the sound occasionally. So if anybody has oh. any suggestions for that. Um, uh, do you still have the linear power supply? No, it's on a switcher. But that could oh, be it. It might need to be dialed in. I was actually going to buy one of Brian uh, Armitage's switchers because he's got a drop-in Williams replacement. Um, mm. And it's got a better power supply on it than what I have in there. So it could be. It just needs uh, the could voltage dialed up. Or check the headers, you know, I mean. For what? I mean, it's just the, the sound comes corro- and goes. Corrosion. Yeah. It's very strange. I mean, I have so many Williams games. I have so many weird problems. I don't even know anymore. Oh, Joust was weird, too. Yesterday, people were putting tokens in it all night, and it wasn't letting them hit the start button. So oh, weird. I, I turned it off and turned it on again, and then it worked fine. But, you know, weird stuff like that happening all the time. It's like Ghost in the Machine. I don't know. You know? Don't say that. Ghost in the machine. <laughs> Joust. Right. So back to you, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you say Lon McDonald has played your Joust? Yeah, I got a picture of that somewhere. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. He actually is at the point where he's about to play number machine number 200. Oh, interesting. And so he's holding until that happens. I think it's in a few weeks. Who's he, does he have a target for that? Yeah, I mean, it's at some convention, and I believe it's somewhere around July 4th weekend. So that's kind of fun. Lonnie's been busy. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Did you say something? I heard a, I heard a beep. Oh, that's somebody's <laughs> texting me. You can't hear oh, that. What did they text you? Was it interesting? It's my wife telling me she's not going to stream anything on Apple TV while the show's on. Oh. I'm like, thank you. Do you have Google Wi-Fi? No, I have Comcast. I'm with the enemy. Oh, the, oh. the the evil, uh, evil corp. Well, you don't that? have to use their Wi-Fi. You can turn that off and buy your own Wi-Fi. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's a package, right? I mean, well, and it, it's about 150 uh, megabits. Yeah, that doesn't matter. The, the, you get the same stream coming in, and you're just going to use that thing as a router. You plug the Google fi- Wi-Fi into your router right. and, and use the Google Wi-Fi instead. I'll have to see if they have that in my area. It's 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 a, a three-pack you buy on Amazon. It's, a, it's their devices. You don't... But what? But was it broadcasting through the air? I mean, how's it? Uh... It's just Google. No, you're misunderstanding. It's yeah, I am. Three Google Wi-Fi um, access points, and they mesh in your house, so you can put them anywhere in your house. You have one main unit you hook up to your Comcast router, but it handles yeah. all the the traffic. It's pretty sweet. I mean, I'm using an Apple Time Capsule, and it's yeah, pretty no, good. No, it's not as good as Google Wi-Fi. And and, the, and right now, like I I go into my app, dude, and I can just say I want this computer that we're broadcasting on right now mm-hmm. to be priority for the night. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, so you're able set, to wean all the other ones off. Yeah, I can set the quality of service for this. You know, so literally, like, there's uh, you see, it says priority device. This is the Google Wi-Fi app, right? Right. See priority device. I click priority device. And then I get a list of the devices in my house, you know, all of them. And then I, yeah. I go to my, my, my uh, Mac and I say, this is going to be the priority device for the next two hours. And it sets the quality of service so that my computer is getting all the bandwidth. So. Sweet. Yeah, man. You got to check it out. Google Wi-Fi. It's like 150 bucks for three access points. They mesh so you can walk around your house and it seamlessly drops onto the next one so you have full strength in your house wherever you are sweet it's just awesome man you got to do it i'm gonna do it super tech nerd that's me i i actually that 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 should be in the queue i i need to go get a nest uh sensor temperature sensors to put in the house have you heard have you heard about that do, do you use uh, any kind of automation for your uh, thermostat I have two Honeywell thermostats that I'm going to put in, but I need to put C wires in because um, none of the smart um, thermostats work unless you have a C wire. Is that the 30 volt or whatever it is? 27. Yeah. 27. Oh, I stand corrected. Yeah, I have C wires. That's sweet. It means your house was built recently. 1978. No, see, somebody somebody either added them or put them in later. <laughs> Believe it or not, my parents bought this house when it was built. Sweet. And no modifications, you have the C-wire. Yep. Wow. Most houses don't have that, especially from that era. Hmm. Well, so. this house sucks for other stuff, so maybe there was like a really good AC engineer <laughs> and then <laughs> everything else. Well, I've improved it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, it, this sounds superficial, but replacing every baseboard in the house with beautiful, like nice baseboards completely makes me happy well what do you think should we move on to the news yeah what's on the new what's in the, oh wait no 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 no. hold well, on we gotta find out what what has <laughs> okay 
All right, lady. I'm trying to laugh here. No, I'm not trying to laugh. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. What's Dan Reed up to? Are you going to call him? Yes, call him and uh, let's see what he's up to. So we're going to we're gonna click add a person. And then the thing. And we're going to type some numbers. That thing is horrid. I can't remember his numbers, I so I have to keep looking back. I'm using it, but whatever. <laughs> Tell us what he's up to. Here goes. Oh, what was that? It's, we're, we're calling him. I'm glad you're calling him because it blanks out his number. Me too. It's loud. What if he picks up? He's never going to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> Just call him right back after after this. <laughs> this is the segment of the show where we call Dan Reed. That thing is horrid. It's yeah. horrid. I'm sure you can imagine people are using it, but whatever. Your call has been forwarded uh, 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 to... Uh, okay, uh. wait. So when we call him back... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play this... Uh, well done. You were an amusing opponent. <laughs> okay. Is there no warrior mightier than I? <laughs> I'll do that. Or should I do amusing? An amusing and adequate. A stimulating. Or all of them. Here we go. I'll do this. Well done. You were an easy and amusing and adequate. A stimulating and outstanding opponent. <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, worked. Did you have to like type all of the buttons to get it to do that all, or is there just a version that's long? No, I I, I can do any combination. I've got it all on the soundboard. So well done. You were a stimulating opponent. Is there no warrior mightier than I? <laughs> I love oh. phonemes. <laughs> well done. One day we should do a show where we talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we're calling Dan one more time. Okay. Let me make sure I got the numbers right. So. Uh, okay, here goes. Oh, was that you again? We're calling him. Yeah, Ryan, you gotta buy the Honeywell thermostat that goes uh, that says it's Alexa enabled. That's so awesome. I have two of them. Because I have two zones. I bad bad one. Thanks for listening tonight, guys. I know it's a little weird. Show's fun. We're gonna do the uh, we're gonna do the jukebox soon, so hang in there. Soon. Just let it go to voicemail. I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do this whole thing. Your call has been, been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. I had to hang up because you never know if it's gonna say the number. Oh well, you, if it said nine five two, then you could hang up. Oh, I just hung up. Well. Because that we they already know about that. Again, with no rehearsals, we just don't know what's going on. <laughs> Whatever. Here, here we go. It's the arcade news with Adam Stevens. So yeah, this is the news. We do the news on this show. It's new news. It's the new news with Gary Ganoos. Yeah. <laughs> I just put the show notes up for, for everybody to see again. Because I feel like that's a good thing to do. As long as you don't do... The secret... Uh, exactly. What you yes. said. So, uh, the Origin X is a beautiful custom-made arcade cabinet for the 1%. Or is it? Uh... 
critique it. You want me to read this? I'll do it. Do it. Should I do it like a documentary? Yeah. Chances are you will never be able to afford one of Swedish designer oh boy. Love Halton's gorgeous handmade. No one talks like this on a documentary. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let me keep going. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll switch it. I'll switch it up. Uh, that doesn't mean we. We all can't appreciate the design work that goes into making them. Like this latest piece, the Origin X wall-mounted arcade cabinet. Inspired by the original Pong arcade cabinet, Holton Spin is built from a walnut housing with an aluminum control panel and facade painted yellow to match the original Pong style, but customizable to whatever color you'd like to actually uh, buy. Okay. I don't know what the, I misread that. Anyway, <laughs> on the inside, Holton has a modern computer with a MAME emulator for running classic games. Parenthesis, the cabinet offers full two-player support. I don't know why they put that in there. Uh, with USB access for easily adding your own ROMs. So, you know, when you read that, it's supposed to be on the inside. Holton has a modern computer with MAME emulator yeah, you're for running classic games. It. The cabinet offers full two-player support with USB. See, you have to do it under the breath. That's what it is. So anyway, the point of this thing is, is it's a it's a 19-inch 4x3 LCD with custom barrel distortion filter designed to emulate the style of a classic CRT. Now, I can get behind that. I think that's actually kind of cool. Halton is only making 50 or Origin X cabinets, though. And uh, at about 2899 euro, roughly about three three and a half grand a price uh, it doesn't really include that or shipping from sweden by the way so only the wealthiest retro gamers will likely ever be able to own one but it's nice to dream i think that's really interesting because that new pong game is out and it's all like analog and stuff and that's that's actually not too much more expensive than this thing yeah we just get that and plus you know get rid of your existing actually it's less expensive table. by like a thousand but this plays multiple games right so that's kind of the the, the draw yeah it is a main cabinet but who cares i mean yeah. it's still just a bar top type game it is it is it's so, not original i mean so then we have two more pieces of news the second one is this replicate whatever that is showed off their latest one-sixth scale exact replica of Street Fighter 2 at E3. So New Wave Toys announced at E3 this week their latest one-sixth scale replicate arcade game, Street Fighter 2. Meticulously crafted from die-cast metal and wood, the insides are loaded with an arcade ROM outputting onto a 3.5-inch LCD screen with a smooth, lag-free gameplay, apparently. So, lag-free no, that's what it says. So the machine includes LED backlighting to light up their marquees and rechargeable lithium-ion batteries. The miniature cabinets even come with a die-cast metal coin door with coin return. So that's actually kind of cool. So they fe- that actually feeds credits into the machine. Street Fighter 2 comes with a secondary remote so that two players can play head-to-head. Other machines that have been replicated include Atari Centipede and Tempest. So, I don't know, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, and they look amazing. The I saw this the Street Fighter, and it is basically a Dynamo HS two cabinet. It, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I so, mean, it, you know, I see these other ones that are plastic, and you know, they kind of you know look similar, but this is like to the T. Yeah, so um, you should check check them out. They, I mean, here I'm just gonna throw it up in the in the the window yeah, here. I think you can buy them on Amazon. That's the easiest way to get on the waiting list. Yeah, so I mean, it's uh, they they look way better than those cheap little Target things that have been out for ages, right? Correct. 
So, anyway, check them out. They look exactly like little arcade games. And, and I think they're like 159 bucks. I mean, that's a little bit of a premium. I mean, that's comparable to buying an, a full-size game, Yeah, frankly. But so, we have one more piece of news. We do? We do. We, we certainly do. Where is that at? Oh. Well, yeah, so uh, here we go. Next week... A oh, week, yeah. A week from yesterday. Oh, my God. Eugene Jarvis will be on this show. That's right. What? Eugene Jarvis, the creator of Defender, the creator of Robotron, the contributor to many other Williams games, and the owner and op- the, the, the boss at Raw Thrills has agreed to come and do the show a week from yesterday. So, wow. Yeah. It's, uh, I talked to him for a little bit about a week ago. Um, yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be on the show, man. I don't know what else to say. Just tune in June 28th at, you know, our usual time, which, which will be 7.15 PM. And, uh, so that's sort of the tease for tonight. That was, uh, those are my big reveal. What do you, how did it go? Do you think? I'm impressed. You know, we're I actually Eugene Jarvis. That's like a, a huge, he's huge. He's huge. Uh, he's huge. Like now. He is. Uh, he's actually super thin, but you know, he's he's big I in the see. arcade game world. Yes, I don't know That's if you know weird. or not, but our raw thrills. If you walk into a Dave and Buster's, about a third of the games in there, maybe more, are, are raw thrills. <clears throat> so, like the Batmobile racing game, that giant Pac-Man machine that's been out for a couple of years now that allows you to play a cooperative in the Galaga. Um, they have like a bunch of redemption machines that are all retro um uh, they do a ton of games rothrills makes a ton of games check them out i love it you know what i want to ask him hmm. like what's the biggest game that you, <laughs> you like you want it because like, they're big but i'm like how big can we get like is there they a do, limit they like, do is, the new cruising too have you played the new cruising uh, well, I, I watched John Jacobson do. I've been to the Raw Thrills uh, testing facility. Mm, that Sorry, cruising I'm game is awesome. Up. I loved it. <laughs> Did John like it? Uh, yeah, everything was great. It's so great, and plus they had like prototype machines, and you could see, you know, how they did the build out first, and then pretty pretty nifty place. I would like to see where they build them, but I've only seen like upstairs is where they program, and downstairs is sort of the QA. But sure, um, they have sure. another facility where they do the building. Awesome. Never never been there. And we've never seen Eugene both times we've been. <laughs> oh, really? Well, yeah, he... we're supposed to get like a tour from him both times. And somehow you managed to snag it. That's awesome. Wow. I think it has to do with the fact that we always go like the Monday before Thanksgiving. And I'm pretty sure people want to go on vacation and take off that week. Yeah. 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 So I think uh, this is going to be fun. We're going to have a fun show with him. I've. I've I've kind of explained to him how the show works. I told him I'd like him to participate for the whole time. It's a little longer than a normal interview. I said if he if he just wants to do the interview, fine, so we could do that. Um, but I think he's going to hang on for the whole show. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah, and we'll we'll kind of make it go around him a little bit so that it's yeah, it's all about him. Yeah, so we'll have to figure. And I might do a little digging to see if I can. Some and one of the uh, one of the things I. Uh, talk to him right away about, or maybe I shouldn't talk about it right now because I'll probably mention it on the show, but uh-huh. it, just back in the day, there were some uh, greatest hits games that came out for the PS1 
and one of them was Williams, and they had all the guys from Williams on them, and um, doing interviews. And they had William, they had Eugene Jarvis on there for Williams, and it was, and I was like, wow, this is the programmer, and these are like little Easter eggs. You could watch the videos, you know. So anyway, uh, we'll probably talk about that next week and all of the stuff that led him to uh, doing what he does now, which which should be a lot of fun. That'll be great. And if anybody wants us to ask him a question, we have some ways for you to contact us. We'll give it to you at the end of the show. We'll yeah. Ma- yeah. Yeah. Uh, or you can always leave us a message at 612-548-GAME. G-A-M-E, right? Um, you know that number more than I do. 612-548-GAME. Game. 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 G-A-Y-M. G- no, 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 that's not. G-A-M-E. <laughs> Oh, you know what's funny is um, well, I didn't get a voicemail tonight. I'm really sad. I'm gonna have to see if uh, something happened to Bob. I think he's in jail. Oh, that would be good. If oh, it'd be interesting if he called. I would. Sh- you know, when people call from jail, it says uh, so and so would like to make call. It says this is uh penitentiary facility. Blah blah, and then so and so would like to make a call. Will you accept? I I would totally accept it. I bet you he could. I, I I remember I used to be able to make those, and you could yell over the, like, <laughs> you could yell over the voice of, of the like the operator would call, and, you know, and she would say, "Will you accept the call?" And the other person could go, "Yes," you know, real loud. <laughs> and she's stupid; she can't tell the difference between is that the person I'm calling or the person that <laughs> initiated it. All right. Well, good times. I'm I'm looking to having Mister Eugene on the show. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back to the the cave cave with with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Hello, guys. Welcome to the DeLorean. We're jumping in and setting the time circuits for June 22nd, 1983. Only a mere, what, 33, 34 years ago? That's right. And and for those of you that uh, play, you should call your friends because this is when we're going to do What's in the Juke, you know? Yes, everybody gather around the radio (laughs) or computer (laughs) or whatever you're listening on, your phone maybe. I don't know what's going on. That's right. Gather around your radio. (laughs) Gather around. Remember those days? Light up a cigar. Let's talk about what happened in the arcade news on June 22nd, oh, 1983. It's the arcade news. Oh, wait. Yes, we, are, we already did that. three days ago, we, Cinematronics releases Advanced Microcomputer Systems Dragon's Lair, the third Laserdisc video game and the first in the American market. That's interesting. You know, I never hear anybody say Advanced Microcomputer System. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's always Cinematronics versus that big, huge other company name. I wonder if somebody edited the Wikipedia entry to kind of escalate themselves, elevate themselves. Well, it, it was digital leisure that ended up with that property, right? Somebody, right. So, but that, I mean, he invented it. He was the inventor of that. Hmm. Have you ever seen that documentary or whatever that little bit about, he, he had like a ticker tape game before. No. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I, I don't want to derail you, that. but, uh, it's on nah, the, you derailed me. I'm sorry. But you know what? Uh, there is a great little on the DVD version of Dragon's Lair that you could get in the '90s that you could play on your DVD player. There's, what? 
Yeah, man. There's a couple of documentaries on that thing and an episode of Starcade. Man, I I still they had Dragon's Lair at a uh, the stop and go right by my house, and my buddy John Hall and I uh, we went on to this BBS called The Minds of Moria oh and got the the solution. You know where it's just left up, left down, right. You know all that <laughs> kind of stuff. And and so we had the solution in front of us on a printout of the dot matrix printer. And that's how we got to see, you know, the game all the way to the end. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. But stupid. No, we loved it. So th- <laughs> so this must have been the earlier r- r- version because I know that there's some randomness that they added later. Huh. Interesting. So that's kind of cool. Okay, let's talk about what was out going on at the box office. Now, this is a tragic date, June 22nd. Why? Super- Why? Well, I'll tell you right now, Superman 3... Reigned number one at the box office. Oh, are you kidding week. me? It was number one for how long? For one weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I it love was that. so bad. I remember, <laughs> I remember going to see it and then come and go sitting in the parking lot and going, "Well, that sucks." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it didn't suck. Oh. It was not good. <laughs> but seriously, I, I, it wasn't good. But do you remember? Okay, let's talk a little about this because it's got a big tie into video games. Right, it, but so bad, like not even realistic. Just well, they, fuck. they for the one scene where that that lady gets sucked into the computer and then the 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 missiles come after him. Do you remember that? You know, it's such a disaster because they hired Richard Pryor to oh, be sort of the comedic. I it, well, it's I love that movie. I love oh that movie. Well, just think when it came out, I was eleven years old. <laughs> right, it was like ripe. I was ripe for the taking. That was my, you know, I don't. I, I just. Know. I just don't even know. Uh, you don't have to defend it. Uh, Robert, and, and R- Robert Vaughn, is that the Robert Vaughn, the yeah, dude. He was in uh, Man from Uncle. Of course, yes. Excellent yeah. show. But not so good as a, as a bad guy. <laughs> I did like the part where Clark Kent became evil because... Oh, I did too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, Richard the, Pryor sort of comes up with well, like he, a, a yeah, version of... Yeah, he put he put uh, cigarette tar inside his kryptonite recipe. Kryptonite. That's what made it bad. And of course, cigarette tar makes you evil. We all know this. It is. I mean, that, that's exactly... I mean, I thought it was pretty good message to kids, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, I mean, the I mean, I knew something was up when the beginning was just all slapstick with uh, you know, Superman walking through the streets and all this crazy stuff happening. I mean, it's a fun opening montage, and you know, and if you watch this, and then you know, Richard Lester is it Richard Lester? I can't remember who directed it. It's a, it reminds me a little bit of Richard Donner's opening for The Goonies, where they go to the bank, and then there's the fire that goes around it. It's kind of weird. I almost feel like Lester was. Uh, <laughs> What's that word? Not cribbaging. What is that? Where you, where you like, kind of look on somebody else's notes? Anyway, that Cliff whatever notes? that is. <laughs> oh, by the way, so Superman is funny. They really it was number one for one week. Four weeks before this, Return of the Jedi was number one, and then four weeks after this, Return <laughs> of the Jedi was number one. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. So it just barely like, peaked it out. That's interesting. Yes. Next, though, although, uh, you know what took the Return of the Jedi off the, the top of the heap was Staying Alive. Have you? Do you like that movie? No, I actually hate it. Really? No, I, no, no, no. That one actually is okay. I actually... It's John Travolta, right? Yeah, With I didn't secret. like Saturday Night Fever, though. I thought it was awful. 
I, you know what? I really honestly haven't watched Saturday Night Fever straight through in years. I, I have no clue what it's about or anything. Uh, it's just a, it's a snapshot of the seventies, and there's a. I'm not big on rape scenes. Let's just put it that way. Oh man, I did not. What? Yeah, it's bad. It's bad, man. It's terrible. It's terrible. Now, Staying Alive was the first movie I saw. Like I, I went to the theater, got some candy from the Randall's grocery store, and I saw the movie by myself. And I thought it was such a badass. I was driving back home on my bike and I was passing the public pool and I hit something and I f- Oh, hang on. You're roboting. Hang on. Uh, oh, man. W- Say it again. What was the last thing you heard? You, you hit something and then what? Yeah, so I was, uh, I was riding my bike back as I passed the public pool and I hit a rock and flipped the bike. Oh. Yeah, and, oh. and I landed Holy. on glass. Oh. So that was a very memorable day, very memorable day for many reasons. What else was going on? We just had Give Zero FX enter the uh, enter the uh, chat. Dan Copeland's in there. Brian Jones is in there. Ryan's Man, in there. It's a full house. Give Zero FX, my favorite Houston arcade collector. What's up, brothers? What's up? Oh, I think um, Casey's going to miss out here. We're, he's not in the chat right now. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Uh, either we lost some people and they had to go. They get. They were just bored with our our conversation. I don't know, but we're about to get the... What's in the juke? Yeah! Okay, okay hey, so there's a red link here. See that red link on, on our show notes where there's like a YouTube thing? Wait a second. You see that? No, I don't. See, I'm not even reading the notes right now. I'm totally... Go to the show notes. There's like a red thing. So before I read this, uh, you should click that link and then, oh. and then play that. See, it doesn't yeah. click. I don't know what you think it's supposed to do, but it doesn't click. Oh. Oh, well, there's a link that appears maybe. above it. So I got to highlight it and then I got to click it. So you want me to play this video? Oh yeah. my God. What is this? Well, just, it's mostly audio. All right. Hang on. So we're going to talk about what <laughs> was the best thing on TV on June 22nd, 1983. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay. Uh, I'm unmuting and here we go. Okay. Tales of the gold monkey. <laughs> It was an Indiana Jones rip-off TV show, sandwiched between Dynasty and the Fall Guy on ABC. Tales was an American adventure drama series broadcast in prime time on Wednesday nights from September until June. It looks like Hogan from Hogan's Heroes. It is so bad, dude. The series featured the romance of early aviation, exotic locales, and cliffhanging action and adventure. It was aired following, obviously, the success of the film Raiders of the Lost Ark the previous year. It it starred child pervert Stephen Collins as an ex-Flying Tigers (laughs) pilot, which apparently is an anachronism since the Flying Tigers operated from 1941 (laughs) to 1942. Was that Peter O'Toole? Oh, my God. Yeah. It was freaking awesome. His character was Jake Cutter. And for 20 episodes, you could see, you know, pretend Indiana Jones. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. So bad. Well, I'm glad we played that for our guy. <laughs> oh. So bad. You know what? You know what? You know what TV show never got a video game made out of it? This one. <laughs> so bad. Hey. Hey. What? What's in the juke? Hello, and welcome to What's in the Juke. Yeah! 
Wait for it. Wait for it. Is it done? No, it's wait. Okay, we're uh, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you guys are in for a treat. And by the way, I saw the list tonight, and I just have to say, this is probably my number one list of songs that you've come up with. There's like two. Really? Songs, there's two songs in there that I'm not too fond of, but the. I, I bet you I know which one. You're talking about. <laughs> the majority of these songs I am a huge fan of, so. Uh, we should probably uh, we should probably Let's get this see. rolling. What do you think? I love it. All right, chatters, we're uh, we're looking for a little contest. Uh, you know, this as usual, we're gonna play a clip of this song, and you are gonna, and then when we're done, we're gonna announce what that song was, so the listeners know, uh, and we're not just saying, you know, so and so won. Right. If you get the uh, artist, you get half a point. If you get the uh, the song, you get half a point. If you get both, you get a whole point. A whole point. That's right. We still haven't done the uh, the due diligence to find the karate champ uh, samples to make that worthwhile. But you can imagine, you know, half point and you know, whole point. So, oh man, so close. Yeah, we're so close. So uh, we're gonna play the first clip, and um, it goes a little something like uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'll play it again. Three seconds of that bad boy. Do you, you think that's a keyboard? <laughs> She's a beauty of the tubes, Boom! Casey. Bam! Right out of the gate. A full point. Oh my god! <laughs> that's awesome. I play a little bit more of that for you. <laughs> I love this. It's such a good song. Okay, next one. Uh, this is actually the first song that, uh, if, you, if you've ever been paying attention to the show, this is the first song, uh, no, actually, second song I ever played in a jukebox um, with somebody else's money. Here it comes. <laughs> it's funny, you know, that, the, that little, you know, little segment where the they play like a little tune that's around the percussion yeah that's almost the same thing as the last song oh my god dan copeland electric avenue gets half point wow casey pulls eddie grant out so he gets a half point looks like casey's in the lead with one and a half points yep that was electric avenue by eddie grant so sweet play a little bit more of that yeah I like how they separate the sound. Such a good track. (laughs) For those of you that are lagging, I suggest you reload your browser right now. I'll give you 10 seconds to reload your browser. Um, That'll help. That'll help. Trust me. (laughs) Talking over your voice is awesome. Seven, uh, four, six. Eight, Three, nine, one, ten, eight. Hey, so two. Casey's using, uh, I guess you know, some kind of voice to text. Oh. So we're gonna allow phonetically close answers. <laughs> well, it's funny because it says Arima Eddie Grant, <laughs> whatever that is. I don't know. He got the name right though. He got the name right, right. So, so that's okay. All right. the The next track 
uh, is coming up here. Here we go. This is also a favorite song of mine. I oh, sweet. S- I sing this at the top of my lungs. It's one of my favorite bands. I saw them last year live uh, here in the Twin Cities. Here we go. Wow. I don't even know if I should play more than that. I'm going to play that clip one more time. Here we go. <laughs> so, If you're a fan of this band, you're going to get it. You know what I like about it is that it's it's sort of a little bit different from some of the other songs that were on the same album. Yeah. I think this might be a cover, actually. Man, Casey got it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I like it. it says, Holland Oats. <laughs> Holland Oats. She took a stand and she presented herself. She had sultry eyes. She made it perfectly plain that she was his fourth price. Yeah, so I mean, this is a really cool song. It, it, what, song what, what song is it? It's "Family Man" by Holland Oates. <laughs> Holland. Did they sing? Did Oates. they play that at your uh, concert? Uh, you know, I think I think they did. Yeah. Dang. So I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a, a, a little bit more of that one. But he said, "Leave me alone. I'm a family man. Yeah, dude. That's so good. It is. It's one of their best tracks. Okay. Uh, next song coming up here. Um, it's a little bit of a, you know, not not a lot of people may know this one. Yeah, th- this one actually I didn't have in my collection, so I had to lift it, I li- had to lift it on YouTube. So here we go. It's quiet. This is tough. Whenever you play this. Kind of badass. It is really badass. The video is kind of cool. He makes a lot of eye contact. Yeah. Oh, it's a man. <laughs> we should have a video. You know what? On, on the next one, we should play a video segment. People guess what it is from the video. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty tough. But we, but this is a terrible. I mean, there'll be audio too. Yeah. So I'm going to run that clip again here because it's a little difficult. And it, we played 10 seconds, but I might have to go a little longer. I think that, I mean, he doesn't even really get to the good stuff until the middle of the song. Sorry, sorry, Casey. Okay, so we played 30 seconds and there's nothing happening. I'm going to skip Did to we? the middle. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, it has a long intro. Yeah, it does have a long intro. All right, here's a here's a clip from the middle of the song. Here, we, oh, there's a jukebox. Check that out. Here we go. Song still hasn't started. There you go. I'm, dude, I need to get this song. This is awesome. I mean, it's totally eighties. It is totally eighties. <laughs> Really, pretty much all of this guy's stuff is good. I mean, it is, it is. And you know what? It's funny. Whenever we play his stuff, people have a hard time getting it. Here we go. We're going to play that clip again. Daniel Copeland got the artist. Oh, actually, Casey got the whole damn thing. That's amazing. Yeah. He said it like 
before I even played the clip again. Amazing. Wow. Good job, you guys. Good job. Rick Springfield, Affair of the Heart. Yeah. That's, that's so. Casey ahead of three and a half points in Daniel. That's a pretty good song. Check it out. I totally dig it. So I thought I wasn't gonna like that song. So actually, I'm I'm in on this this whole list so far. This is just <laughs> the bomb. This is like my favorite list of the whole. Sh- you know, I can't believe it. It's so great. I'm loving it. I had to pick but, and choose too. I was like, we'll we'll add them like this one. No, I don't know. <laughs> you did not. You're just like, let's pick some awesome stuff. Yes. Okay. This song is probably by this artist. Probably one of my favorite ones that he ever did. Uh, there's a couple later songs that I really like, but here, this is, this is definitely hit. He hit his stride in the middle of the eighties with this one. Here we go. That's all you need. Really? (laughs) (laughs) It sounded like a different, a different song. I think here we go. Daniel Copeland gets the the artist. He gets half point for that. Dude, Casey's got that voice thing going. Smart. Oh, nice guess on Frank Stallone. Not quite, but yeah. Oh, you hopped over a song. (laughs) Here we go. You can never know what it's like. Your blood like winter freezes just like ice. And there's a cold and lonely light that shines from you. You wind up like the wreck you hide behind that man. Man, that guy is so looping talented. (laughs) (laughs) He's so good. And if you need to know while I'm still standing, you just fade away. Don't you know I'm still standing? Yeah, it's freaking awesome. Okay, here we go. That was I'm Still Standing by Elton John. All right. The next one coming up is also, this actually is kind of a, this band amazes me. If you don't know about this band after this, you need to buy everything they have because they have just a fantastic library and they've spanned multiple decades. Here it goes. That, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> oh, yeah, that says it right there. <laughs> Oh my God, Casey! The artist is not Elton, <laughs> and, and it's great because Dan says Sir Elton. <laughs> oh, Casey got it. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, come dance in the Kinks. Really awesome song. <laughs> That's where the big band used to come and play. Yeah. My sister went there on a Saturday. Come dancing. <laughs> that was Come Dancing by the Kinks. Check them out if you haven't heard the Kinks. Is that a cover or is that their own song? I think that's their own song, dude. That's so great. They they are amazing. All right. Here we go. This one, um, the, the, this the, the first three seconds of this should do it. Kind of iconic. Please, please tell me now. What, what do you do? I mean, seriously. I'm not even, I'm not even going to play it again. Start singing immediately. I'm just not going to play anything else out of that. 
<laughs> yeah, you guys will get it right away. I can tell. It's going to happen. I'm watching the monitor. Oh, oh we got a split oh. brain. Split brain. Casey gets half and Give Zero FX gets half. Does that put Give Zero FX on the board? Well, that's not the name of the song. It is the name of the... Oh, no, it's not. It's not. Ah, he got but it. But he got it. So he still gets half. So okay. Give Zero FX half point. Give Give Zero FX. That's redundant. Give Zero Fix. GZ FX. I'm going to call him GZ. On the... Hey, what happened to Greaseball? We got to get Greaseball on tonight. I know. He's probably out watching the movie. Yeah, he's busy. He's a Thursday guy. Hey, do you see Incredibles? Yeah, I just talked about it a little while ago. Where were you? Um, I was having I an saw Autobody. saw Incredibles and a Hereditary. That was the two movies. Uh, and about, Jurassic Park. Hey, yeah, you've been movie watching. I got bit yeah, by a cat. Yeah, we have multiple date nights. We did not have multiple date nights. You can tell me we had multiple date nights. That was... um. Uh, that was a little band called Durin Durin um, from the movie Barbarella. And, uh, I, you know, I thought they called them Durand Durand. Duran Duran. It was with no D in the Duran end. Duran Duran. Barbarella, think, by the way, classic film. Everybody watch it. Fantastic. You get to see Jane Fonda in the 60s naked in the beginning. So. Yeah, so many boobies. Yeah, I love boobies. I really love boobies. Um, is there <laughs> something I should know? Duran Duran. That was great. This uh, also, you pulled this, there, there's there's two songs I love by this band that are don't get enough airplay. There's other, there's two other songs that get more airplay. One was featured in Chasing Ghosts. The other uh, is just all over the place and was covered by a, a little band called Bowling for Soup. Um, so those two songs we're not going to play, but this one has a very distinct opening and here it is. Uh, I maybe gave too much away. I oh yeah, such a good opening. I want to play that again. Here we go. <laughs> what did they use distinct. for that? It is. It is like that is the coolest sound I'm ever. I'm sure it's a like a Korg or more whatever yeah, you know, like some sort of synthesizers. A moog. A moog. I played it on my moog. Yeah, I keep it in my car. My name is Ringo, and I play the drums. Yes. Photograph. No. Flock of. Wait, no. Close. Nope. Okay. I'm going to give him the band. He gets half well, a point for the band. But he got, he got one word of the title, so. Mm, no, he, well, no, he did not. That's the parentheses. Oh, okay. The name of the track is something else. Figure it out. Come on, Casey. Ryan either gave up or dropped off. I don't know what's happening there. We actually picked up another chatter. Welcome, whoever you are. Welcome to the chat. Welcome to the chat. Yeah, what, welcome what, to the how, middle how of the have? contest. <laughs> <laughs> the last 33%. Yeah, we only have two songs left. So, Photograph Flock of Seagulls is not correct, but Flock of Seagulls is correct. We're going to give you that, Casey. You get half a point for that. Is Dolly listening? Yeah, they're together. Yeah. You mean they're together together? Or... Is she They're looking? combining she, their, their mental powers. Is she looking? I mean, I don't know. If I had a... Nope. You're dang close, though, Casey, man. You're really close. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't looked it up by now, because that's really close. The song is actually not called that. And notice I've been calling him Casey all night. I've been giving him a break on his name. 
You're honoring him. Yeah, he's one of our you know most loyal listeners. So I didn't I, call him Casey the whole time when I was. I mean, K- Kelsey. <laughs> no, don't say that because I'll I'll f it up now. <laughs> All right. So much fun. Wishing, dude. He had to look at boom. Up. But he gets it. We'll give him a full point. Everybody else has just given up. They're like, yeah, screw you've it. Blown everybody away. Yeah. Well, how many points does he have? Should we just not play the six last two songs? Six and a half points. <laughs> really? Okay. Here's, here's what we're going to do. Let's make this next one worth six points. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. We're going to make... Uh, I'm going to put a bonus song in that nobody's heard after these next two songs. And we're going to make that song worth four points. Okay? So, okay. what's he got? Six right now? Yeah. So, if that happens, we're going to have a tiebreaker. Okay. Yeah, Space Age Love Song, Dane. That is a friggin' awesome song in Iran. You you are totally correct. Those are great songs. Okay, if Casey pulls these out, we're not playing the next song, but here we go. Uh, um, these next two are worth what? Did we say two points each? Sure. All right, here we Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm not playing. Wow. <laughs> One second of that song. <laughs> man you're cutting that off just at the right part where <laughs> yeah i know oh geez give oh. zero got the title i mean the uh, artist oh my guess uh give zero x gets one and dan gets one all right nice work boys all right we're gonna oh, wait f- so so that yeah because we, we made that one over two points right that's right so dan- <laughs> Uh, by the way, Billy Idol also saw him live here in town at the Turf Club with Steve Stevens. Unplugged. Dang it. So good. All right. Next song, not my favorite, but still iconic. Here we go. Yes. That was White Wedding by Billy Idol. Here comes the next one. Whoa. Oh, that was awful. Let me play it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough, right? Yeah, that's fine. Coming at you from WNBC. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Casey's like, F you, Copeland. Wink. That's awesome. I love the rivalry. Let's do it up. This one's worth two. <laughs> you guys are awesome tonight. Do it up. We're waiting. Oh. Cuts like a noof. <laughs> Dan gets one. Who's the artist? It's not Richard Marks. Dan Copeland gets one, and... Who's going to get the artist? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, Casey gets the artist. You guys did such a great, uh, you know, great job tonight. I I commend you. So now I'm going to play one more song. This one's going to be worth five points. Okay. Okay, this is a tough one. This is from the 80s vault. This is the 11th song we're playing tonight. This is... Uh, who was that by, by the way? Mark, tell us who that last one was by. Cuts, <laughs> Cuts Like a Knife by Brian Adams. Yeah, you know what? And here's the thing. I'm just not a... I, You're not a Brian Adams fan? Not you know really. what? There was a girl that I knew in high school. That's the problem. Brian Adams. That's the problem yes. with me. Yep, that's the exact same problem. I remember her saying, uh, Brian Adams, if it's not loud, it's not good. Okay, so <laughs> this is... I think this is going to be a deep cut. This is going to be a difficult cut. It didn't have a lot of airplay, but here we go. 
Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I'll play it again. Oh, I should know this. <laughs> this is a tough one. I have, uh, incidentally, Mark, I have a whole uh, playlist here called 80s Vaults, and it's all of course. weird stuff that nobody's heard of. Or, or you've heard it, but it's, uh, well, it's close. Casey's got the Go-Go's in there, but that's not it. She's a little bit, that's actually a great, uh, yeah, you're thinking maybe Roxette. No, nope, it's not. She's a little bit dangerous. No, I'll play that track. I'll play the beginning of this again. Here we go. (laughs) Wow. That's a great 80s track. We're just sitting here watching. The I know. Chat. I'm just watching. This is watching. This is Come on. Five points Come for this one. This is a hard one. I'll play. Should I play a couple more seconds? Yeah. Can you continue it? Here we go. What the heck? <laughs> Who is that woman? Believe it, it was a top 40, man. Casey's very damn close. He had uh, he has a good guess going there. You know, it's not Samantha Fox, right? No, no. Okay, thank no. God. It's not Samantha Fox. It's not Belinda Carlisle. It's not Madonna. Not Madonna. Jane Weedland. What, what is that? What did he say? Rush, Rush Hour. Rush he got it. Here it goes. Casey just crushed it. Here comes the chorus. We're jamming in the rush hour. Wow. Hey, hey, British, you got it. It's Billy Idol, White Wedding. <laughs> wow, your lag is awful. <laughs> Casey says she was in the Go-Go's. She was in the Go-Go's. That's why he was so dang close. <laughs> she Actually, she wrote almost all the music for the Go-Go's. So, wow. She she was the talent. Was the- Belinda was the uh, the pretty. So... Hmm. Linda's had a little substance abuse problem over the years. She lives in another country now. So there's your tidbits for tonight. And that's what's in the juke. So nice. This is normally where we would invite a guest on. Do you have anyone we can call Mark? I mean, uh, well, let's see if we can bring somebody in. Okay. In in the middle of this conversation right now. Are you going to just dial him up? Oh, I don't know his number. Okay. That's a good question. We should play a little bumper to switch to the next segment. What do you think? Let's do it. Does anybody know what that's from? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, that was Dolly, by the way. I'm just going to say right now, Dolly Relford, she freaking, she dominated tonight. Dolly, you got to log in with your own account and, and, and be who you are because we love you and you just won the whole contest with a five-point overtake of everybody. She, she just won that. Did you see that, man? I had no idea. Because we were was... giving Casey props, and then she's like, this is Dolly. He passed over the torch three songs ago. <laughs> That's hilarious. I Where know. Did he go? Oh, I know. It's freaking awesome. Dial in <laughs> Dolly. Oh, my God. Good times. It's the- what was that? It's just a bumper. I'm waiting for you to... What are you doing over there? Trying to get a number. (laughs) It's the negative news with... (laughs) End of the show. No, we're not done. (laughs) Are you calling someone? I'm trying. Okay. Do you you do realize you're wearing a Batman t-shirt? Your head is the Batman. I am the Batman. Yeah. I'm waiting for (laughs) a way to contact somebody. The rules of the road don't apply to me. He's pairing a headset. I love pears. They taste so good. Oh, somebody's actually going to be on the show? Yes. Yes. Do we know him? Is is this a... This is... See, this is the secret show. Hey, did we did we put our secret show on the thing yet? No, I need to do that. Oh yeah, we have a secret show, you guys. If you haven't heard it, uh, we're gonna put it up on iTunes here in a, in a little bit. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. So while you're doing that, I'm gonna pour myself another drink. Okay. Oh, I'm just uh, I'm negotiating here. We'll cut this out when we do the podcast. We are doing the podcast. What are you talking about? We're gonna cut it out. Uh, well, I mean, when it becomes a uh, you know an uploaded uh, SoundCloud. That's what I'm trying to say. This is the live show. The live show, you get to hear all the stuff that happens. Oh, yes, the live show. Yes, enjoy the live show. I love the live show. It's behind the scenes. BTS. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, this here is Bob Zersdeck. We got the, the moat here behind the Walmart, and uh, I'm just going to say uh, I'm in jail. <laughs> it sounds like Bob Zarsadek became a farmer or something. <laughs> well, actually, this isn't Bob. This is his cousin Stanley. Okay, <laughs> I'm just making it up right now. I sound a little bit like Bill Cosby drunk. A little drunk. A little drunk. <laughs> Do you want some Jello pudding? Okay, this is the worst <laughs> interstitial ever. You gotta get going. Okay, Ooh. here goes. Here goes. We're okay. all right. Let's we're starting to dial. <laughs> okay, I'm still awake. I'm still standing. Stuff's happening. I'm still standing. <laughs> the city has been played. <laughs> oh shit! That didn't go as you planned. I know. Hello. Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? <laughs> there is. <laughs> oh, no, this is. 
That sounds like Paul Saarinen, but it's not. Who is this? Uh, Joe. Joe. No. It's Joe. It's not Joe. Hey, Joe, what's up? I'm Joe Mama. <laughs> We're adding another. Oh, my God. We're adding two people. Are you this show- Daniel? This Are you is- call Daniel? Yes, I am. This is getting Hello. Cr- this is getting crazy. Hello. Crazy. What's going on? Casey Relford and Daniel Copeland both on the line. Holy moly. Uh, okay, let me hang up. Let me hang oh, up. no. no, no. no thank, <laughs> thank you for doing that. That way I sound way less Southern. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if we did 90s grunge, I could beat Casey on, on what's in the juke. Well, let's just be honest. Yeah. It wasn't Casey yeah, that won week. tonight. It was Dolly. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's right. Wait. He's a cheater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, they have to tag team it. I'm a, I'm a solo man. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm totally digging this. <laughs> yeah. So what's up, guys? Well, we heard we heard, well, we heard there was a little uh, expo uh, this week, and you guys might have been. A, who's got a parrot in the background? It sounds like somebody's got a parrot. Oh, I'm out, I'm outside, so it might be. Locusts in the trees. Nine, are you kidding me? Cicadas. Holy Cicadas. crap. You know what? Locusts in South Georgia, man. They got a lot of wildlife down there. I, locusts in the trees. I think that was a sign from God that the end of the world was coming. That's right. So, or Well, that's, that's what it means when you're in South Georgia. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you're pretty close place. to the end of the world. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the show, guys. Uh, why don't you introduce yourselves? Uh Casey, go ahead. My name is Phil. I like long walks on the beach. Nice. And red wines. And red wine. room temperature. I, 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 <laughs> no, actually, I feel I'm you, a big bro. fan of maple whiskey these days. That's how you know. <laughs> <Yeah>, nice <laughs> <and> coke. <laughs> Good. And caller number two, who do we have on the line? This is Daniel Copeland. Um, and I do not like... Um, uh, whatever kind of whiskey he was talking about because <laughs> I took a sip of it and I tasted it for two days. It's like pancakes, sir. If you can't get it off of you. <laughs> people, people were telling me the next day, you smell like pancakes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Mr. Copeland, Mr. Copeland, which state are yeah. you from? I am in Georgia. I'm oh, in yeah. South Georgia. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not an Atlanta guy. So you're, you're a Georgia I'm Pete. almost in Florida. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he um, gets to, well. He's lucky because he gets that like almost that whole territory down there to himself. Whereas I got to fight with all these slums up here in the, the metro area. All right, Mark. Yeah, see, I used I used to just steal all the games from the metro area guys, <laughs> and then then they all started collecting. So now I have to focus elsewhere. Yeah, that happens. That does happen. So, uh, yeah. Ma- Mark, uh, why don't you lead off this conversation? Uh, I think you are about to talk about the southern. Fried Gaming Expo. Yes. So for me to get to these two gentlemen, I had to spend about a day <laughs> in a Winnebago, and I've documented that on my YouTube channel. Meet the Time Runners. And uh, was that already out? I didn't see a video yet for it. I did. Yeah, I just pushed it out. Uh, I think early this morning or yesterday. Uh, this is no secret. I bought a life insurance policy before I got into the Winnebago because it was, <laughs> it was one of these Winnebagos where you know, they're always correcting to make sure you don't drift into another lane, you know? And the, Ooh. Yeah. 
seats that were at 90 degree angles. I mean, uh, you know, Rusty is awesome, but my God, that that thing, I, I can't wait for an upgrade. So uh, I saw the guys you rode with, and you, you're thinking life insurance policy. I would have been taking a couple of cans of Lysol. <laughs> That's what I would have invested in. Oh, they were actually. But you thought it. You thought it wasn't too bad. No, I I didn't hear nary or smell a fart the whole time. I mean, and we had a fart wow. contract. <laughs> and uh, but once we arrived at the hotel at the convention center, it's a Marriott. Uh, but I mean, I think they call it the Renaissance. Is that what it was? Yeah, Waverly yeah. Renaissance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was beautiful, and the way they had the, uh, you know, some of the vendors laid out and the uh, board games in the center of the circle, or really it's a giant rectangle, um, and they had two full rooms. Uh, just a great, just a great time. Uh, you know, you got some Billy Mitchell and Walter Daytime if you wanted to. There was wrestling. Uh, I mean, all the things that Preston mentioned, they happened. I even even went down uh, to Murphy's down in the pretend mall. That's uh, <laughs> that thing is spooky. It is. It's like uh, they built this little section of the convention center where they put in a food court and I guess tried to have stores. No, 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 no. That mall was there years ago. Years yeah. back in the, the mall heyday. Let's call it say early mid eighties. Okay. That mall was bustling. You went in there. It was it was upscale shops. It was like Nordstrom's and stuff like that. That mall that mall used to be a major mall, and it's right across the street from another mall. So they both were busy all the time, uh, way back in the day. And um, I don't even remember that hotel being there. You would just go to the mall. They had a big movie theater. They had a little arcade, and they had a food court that was. You're right. Not your typical like super mag mega uh, food court, try sample, try sample, try sample type food court, you know? Um, it was like a subway and a little Chinese, you know, a couple of restaurants scattered out. It was, it was They tried to be like more upscale, I think. But that mall has just gone through a lot of, you know, it's definitely gone downhill and got a lot of the shops closed up. And I think the only ones left are the really uh, specialty boutique. Like there's a couple of like wedding dress stores in there and stuff like that. And some tuxedo rental places, but, but yeah, it does. It seems like a ghost town. It's really weird. We can't figure it must be a front for the mob. Cause there's no way it stays in business with all that. <laughs> traffic. You can get some but, nice yeah. H in there. Yeah. Yeah. It is creepy, but like we told you guys, when you, when, when you came in we were like, if you want to go eat, we'll go, we'll take you in our car. Cause there's plenty of stuff to do up and down the street. Just in that mall. It's a ghost town. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to take you up for it for SFGE 2019. 19, which yeah. I will fly into, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I will pick you up at the airport. I saw, I, I got roped into that Friday of going helping our friend Mike Martin uh, go pick up people from the airport, and I did, I thought it would be like a two hour thing, and it it was a whole oh, day man. thing picking oh, up people. No. But it was cool, though. I got to, you know, pick up uh, Walter and Steve Ritchie and then um, the guy who was from Madman. Um, oh, yeah. Me, him. And, Madman um, guy. Yeah, well, I, I knew him more called The him. Office. You know, he was in two episodes of The Office, and I was like, that's where I know you from. And, um, yeah, he, he was on two, two episodes of The Office when Pam went to New York to art school. Me and Sam had this whole talk. Right. We're very big office fans. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then we picked up John at the end. And so, yeah, that was that was an experience, to say the least. 
Yeah. Well, well, I thought when I when Mike was telling me, he called me that morning. He was like, hey, you want to go down to the airport with me? And I'm like, no, not really. I got other things I got to do. And I thought he was just going there, going down there. And I said, well, tell Steve Richie I said hi. And uh, you know, he chuckled. And I thought he was just going down there, picking up people and driving them back. But he, he apparently was going down there. And you guys just sat there at the airport and then put everybody on Ubers and lifts and sent them back to the hotel. Yeah, that's, right. that was our so job. You weren't, really, yep. you weren't really shuttling people. You were just finding them and sticking them in a the car. Yeah, you just – and where at the Atlanta airport has Uber at is all the way through the parking deck on the opposite side of where the terminal is. So uh, it's a hike. Uh, oh, wow. Man, so what was Steve Ritchie like? I got to sit through his, his thing. I'm telling you, <laughs> Steve Ritchie – is is just freaking awesome. Um, He's I got to hang. Guy. I got to hang with him there, and then I had to. I got to have dinner with him that night, Thursday night. And this, I mean, you could ask him anything, and he would tell you exactly what he thought about anything, and just the stories and the history and. He's just so funny and just, he's one of those guys that you meet and it's like, you feel like you've known him your whole life. Yeah, I totally agree. He was, yeah, he, it was, it was, it was an experience uh, for, uh, for sure. Uh, I really, that was probably my highlight of the whole thing is having dinner with him that night. That was, that was a hoot. Hey, Daniel, can I tell him, can I share what my highlight was? Sure. Yeah, I guess. So highlight is bad. <laughs> Which I told one? you what it was earlier. I didn't know if you wanted me to share that highlight. Uh, oh, yeah, right we're standing like, Saturday, late Saturday night. Everybody's pretty drunk, and we're standing over there at the spooky table, and I had been talking to Scott Denise for a little while. And then while I'm just standing there looking at uh, their swag and stuff, Charlie walks up, Daniel walks up, starts talking to Charlie, and says, hey, man, and pulls out $1,000 bills and throws them on the table and says, sell me a T&A. And Charlie goes, well, okay. <laughs> what? So he just, just, yeah. just getting the paperwork out and sold Daniel TNA and said, so I'll ship it when I can. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 that was, I was, I was on the fence between that and an Iron Maiden. And, um, I just, I, I'd had a few cocktails and, um, uh, that's the one I picked. So, and I'm, I'm happy with it. I had a little bit of buyer's remorse the next morning because it is a lot of money. Right. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting. So this, this will be my first brand new inbox pinball machine. So I'm happy. I don't think, I don't think you have too much to worry about because that's a, that's a game that's going to retain its value. As long as you don't take a sledgehammer to it or anything. I don't think no, you have a hard time. If you decided two months later, you can make your money right back. I don't think you'll be a problem well, with that. The way I figured is there'll be thousands of Iron Maidens or whatever the new Stern is, but um, I don't think there'll be a lot of these. I'm number 429, um, and if they get to six or 700, I, I think that'll be a, a probably about the max. So I'm thinking, and, and I don't think they'll be trading hands a lot. So I think if you want a TNA, I think the time is to buy one now. So that was kind of my kind of reasoning on that. I, I just, I, I can get an Iron, Iron Maiden probably tomorrow if I wanted one. So, but TNA, yeah. I'd rather wait, be a little special. Right. Hey, yeah. so for our listeners that don't know what TNA is, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not what you think. It's total nuclear annihilation. There you pinball go. Pinball machine. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I, I I don't have to pay for that now. You know, I've, I've been married for 19 years <laughs> Tuesday, so I don't have to pay for that. All right. <laughs> nice. Um, let's see what else was going on. Well, what games did did you did you guys bring games yourselves? I know definitely Casey did quite a number. Yeah. No, I bought three actually. My plan was for five. I always shoot for more than I'm going to actually bring because you, you can plan all you want and the week before something dies. So, uh, you know, Armor Attack was uh, ready to go. Thief was almost ready to go. Then Armor Attack died. Thief was looking okay. And then Thief's power supply went nuts on me. And I don't know enough about that specific novelty power supply in that thing. It's very weird. It's its own thing. And there's not a lot of documentation on it out there. So I just had to scrap it. And what I did was... Um, I don't know if you know, but, and I'll go into a little story. I'll go into, I'll share some details here about something I've got planned that I wasn't really going to share a whole lot. But, um, so last year on the way back on uh, U-Haul truck, um, I met my ass cold beer, which I bring every year, uh, took a tumble. Uh, the, the straps came, the straps broke that were holding it upright and it flipped over on its side and cracked a bunch of the wood on the sides, the insides, the internals and all the guts are fine. They've been, they, they held up just perfectly fine. Um, but the side wood was basically all skewed out to the side. It wasn't like holding itself straight. And so I had sort of just left it in the garage to be some project down the road. But once I realized I was really short on the games I wanted to bring, I was like, you know what? Ice cold beer, get ready. And I just basically wood glued the sides and screwed them really tight, <laughs> pushed everything in as good as I could without some nice furniture clamps and just, glued her shut the day before and wrapped her up and took her down and she got played the whole weekend. So I was like, well, it's a good thing I got that one because it's always a real hit. So anyway, what that has evolved into is, um, I'm connected with a, a, a old buddy of mine, an old musician friend it has nothing to do with arcades, but I found out that he works on CNC machines, so routing, uh, furniture and just custom things. They build all kinds of stuff. And apparently he, he has the ability to cut it for me. So I'm going to actually, get together with him. He's going to measure and dimension out the ice cold beer um, cabinet. If there's no CNC plans out there for it, I thought there might be, but there aren't. So we're going to measure and cut and, and you know, he's going to basically create the plans in the AutoCAD format and we're going to build one by, by next year. So, and I'm going to stain it. I'm going to do it out of real actual um, furniture grade ply, seven ply plywood. And, um, to stain it and put all new art on it and new team molding and stuff and put the old guts back in hopefully within a year. And, um, cause I don't plan to not bring that if I can help it. Everybody always likes it a lot. It gets a lot of play. So, but the good thing is, uh, what will also benefit hopefully the, the community is that, uh, he's agreed once he creates these plans and we make sure they come out right and everything goes together, right. He's going to uh, give me the digital stuff that he creates and I'm going to pass it over to some of those guys that do the CNC routing out there. There's uh, one guy who does a lot of cabinets who just doesn't have high school beer yet. So I'm going to forward it along. Hopefully people can start making their own ICBs because it seems to be a really popular thing for people to want to make since they're kind of hard to find. Oh, I totally agree. Absolutely. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I brought, my, uh, I brought uh, that. I brought um, Donkey Kong, the, the Donkey Kong that I've been working on the beginning of this year that I thought would sell, and it just didn't sell. So that's fine. I brought it home. And I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there and somebody will bite. Um, and then I brought my taxi pin, which I worked on last year. And uh, that was awesome. It worked great the whole weekend. And then I was getting ready to pack up on Sunday 
and went to take the back glass off and it was not coming out and I was having to wiggle it trying to get the back glass out. I took a screwdriver and put a little pressure on the bottom to lift it up over the lip and the whole thing shattered. So, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, so there's glass everywhere. Luckily, it's translite and translite's fine. So I just kept it and swept all the glass up. So that's another little project. But anyway, Daniel, I think, Daniel, you sold both the games you bought, didn't you? Is that how you paid for the TNA? Oh, I'm sorry. I fell asleep during that uh, long segment. Um, no. See, I miss with Casey. I, I mean, I love Casey to death, but I just love to pick on him. But anyway, yeah. yeah when, when I go, yeah, exactly. When I, when I go to these, what I bring to the shows is games I'm going to sell. Um, yeah, last year I brought 15, and that was way too many. That was a too, way too much work. And then this year I only brought two. I brought uh, MK1 and a UMK3, and yeah, I sold both of them. So I went home with some, well, not not cash because I spent most of that, and but no games to unload when I got back, so that was nice. But, you know, I always tell people if they want to buy a game or looking to buy a game, I would go to one of those shows because if a game can stay on for 12, 14 hours a day for three or four days, and it's still working at the end of the show. It's a pretty good game. So, and if you stick around on Sunday afternoons, a lot of times you can get even better deals. But I didn't, that was the whole problem this year. I didn't see any deals this year uh, on really stuff for sale. Um, I almost bought a Sega Twister pinball machine, but we just couldn't get right on the money. But other than that, I didn't really see any deals though for sale. Hmm. Yeah. Who's, yeah, who's breathing in? I failed stickers as many as usual this year, so maybe folks just weren't really up for it. <laughs> no, and, and uh, you know that's where I always um, like. I mean, I, I've saw so many deals in the past couple of years. So, so this year, I actually brought some extra cash because I I thought that maybe I was going to come home with something, but it, it was kind of light on the arcade. I think this year. Um, mm-hmm. as it has been in the past. Um, and really kind of the pinball, too. I think I, I don't think there was as many games there as there were last year. No, um, no, no, no. It just well, seemed, you know, it seemed had, like it was a bit had, off. We had two of the guys, two of the guys who had signed up for like 10, 15 games had last minute emergencies couldn't come. Chris Walker? Yeah. He, was, yeah. he, was, I mean, he's, he always brings a lot. He was going to have like two trailers full. And he and he had a death in the family. Had to had to skip. And um, uh, remember who the other? Uh, I don't want to say a name and have it wrong, but there was another guy who had to for his personal emergency. Or he had to work. He had to cover somebody's shift at the last minute. And he was uh, he was going to bring a bunch too. So yeah, there was a big there was a lack. There was definitely a, a lack this year for some reason. But yeah, you guys, what did y'all y'all brought y'all bought a Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man Cabaret, right? Yeah, we bought the one that Billy Mitchell was playing in the smaller hall and brought it to the Winnebago. Didn't realize it was going to fit at first. And mm-hmm. we played it all the way back home. And, oh, that was nice. I mean, it was kind of fun. I mean, I think now we're like, let's buy a bunch of cabarets and put it in the Winnebago. But <laughs> it was a rolling arcade. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so what know. did you see there, Mark, that you liked? Did you see anything there you really liked that... Well, I think I mentioned uh, I was on uh, <laughs> the arcade. Uh, what's it called? Arcade Repair Tips podcast, which they did live. Okay. At the show. 
And what really hit me was almost every pin, and I'm talking not the brand new ones that were over there by Marcos, but all of the classic pins, all of them seemed to be LED'd. And they, yeah. were, they were done really well for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so I was very intrigued by that. I feel like I should, you know, do the whole buy some, you know, a various amount of different LEDs and sort of experiment. You know, I'd like to do that. For it's my an addiction, isn't it? It's an addiction. Once you get, once you get a couple LEDs in that machine, you're just like, what? Why? Why haven't I did this sooner? I mean, it just <laughs> makes such a huge difference. Yeah, because um, my yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Dim. Yeah, yeah. But, well, I mean, most pinball machines are dim. I mean, it, it, especially once you LED them, any machine, you're like, wow, this is, I should have did this a lot sooner. Right. Um, yeah. It just, I, to me, it enhances the whole game. I mean, so what ends up happening is if you've got, let's say you've got four pins and they're all classic and you LED one of them, the other three look like crap. Oh, yeah. And then the one is like super bright. So then you're like, well, I got to do these now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but it's an, LEDs are an addiction uh, on the uh, on the pinball, and then you'll start getting into the mods. And pinball is a dangerous road to go down because it's very expensive. Yeah, I saw that that one vendor with so many little mods and little custom things that they'd made that mm-hmm. I sort of am just like, uh, God, I got, I really want to get a Tron, you know, any oh, any yeah. Tron uh, leg legacy pin. Mm-hmm. Limited mm-hmm. pro, I don't care. Well, yeah, the pro's a great deal. I mean, on but um, you know they they've talked for years that they're going to be a, there's going to be a vault edition of Tron, but um, I think it'll be in the next year or two you'll see a Tron vault edition from Stern. But um, the the prices just got stupid about a year ago on like a Tron, you know, LE like nine grand, ten grand. I mean, it. I mean for you know, a six, seven-year-old game, you know, it's, it's tough. It's crazy. Um, and anybody listening, I have a black van that's badass. I will trade one-to-one <laughs> for a Tron LED. Right. <laughs> that, would, that would work, yeah. That would work. Um, you know, Stern just went up on their prices a little bit. Um, so at, if you were going to buy a new Stern, that the show was a great deal because they were uh, – Especially you didn't have to pay for shipping, and I think they cut the sales tax off of it or something like that, or you know, because basically you were you were buying a new game, but it wasn't a new game because it was playing there at the show, um, and uh, I think it was like eight hundred bucks you could save off a brand yeah. new game. Um, it, it's six, to, it's around six to eight depending on the game. Um, yeah. It's a special they do for any show. They're doing it for the Nashville show too. So, because I was talking to them about an Aerosmith. Uh, premium and they said that they're very low on those but they would have they could have one at the national show in on november and that's one where dolly really wants so we're trying to we're trying to figure out how to make that happen but yeah is, is marco's that's, that's that? the best thing to do hmm? do is i know Mar- is marco's bringing that or does stern bring things directly no marco orders from marco. just has it shipped to the yeah, show yeah yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty good deal to get a six to eight hundred dollar discount for a machine that only has about five hundred plays on it. Plus, it's been broken a little bit. Right. If something's going to break. They'll, they'll work on it too if something breaks. They, you know, they they will they will adjust it and work on it there. Um, and I know um, that one. You know, the the Gross guy, um, Casey. You know, he bought a Iron Maiden Premium and Iron they Maiden, actually gave yeah. him. 
Yeah, they actually, you know, uh, since he bought it there, they actually gave him the, the a sheet of the Invisiglass, too, for free. So I thought that oh, was really cool. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. yeah. And um, um, well, another buddy of mine. My, another buddy. Go ahead. Well, my other buddy, Ray, who bought, who that was his TNA that was there. He was picking it up there. I asked him at, um, the other day, uh, and he said that it had 800 plays on it the whole weekend. So Good Lord. That's it, it really got played, so that's constant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, mean, uh, I'm, my I buddy, play out. oh, go go ahead about my your buddy. Um, my, my buddy Tim got a uh, Batman. He was he was he was trying to decide what to get, and he ended up deciding on a Batman sixty six. And uh, he, he did the same thing. He bought it. He got the discount on it by coming to the show. And they, um, I don't know if they did this for everybody, but they packed it up for him and helped him get it in his car. I mean, they they packed it up yeah. like back into the packaging and got it back into his car for him. So. And they installed the shaker motor. He bought the shaker motor and they installed it for him. Nice. Yeah. Get more Batman's one of those life. games. Batman was one of those games too. If they would complete the code, I think it'd be a great game, but I mean, it's been two years now and they still, I mean, I think they just hit 1.0 on the code. So that's, I mean, that game is just kind of fell by the wayside, but I do like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. I wonder if they just have like one dev that just does that Batman. I mean, that's the first one with the the display. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. see, Lyman Sheets, he's he's coding the game, but they, I mean, when he's coding four other games at the same time, you, you know, it's hard to go back to an old game when you're working on a brand new game. But then all of a sudden, like out of the blue, like last year, they released new Metallica code which is like a five-year-old game. So you never know. So Nice. But I, I think that game would be really, really great if they get the code because the problem is is there's so many episodes of the Batman 66 show and they're trying to cram all that into there and you have to go through all those episodes and, you know, for modes and stuff like that. So I think that's going to be, that's, that, that's kind of difficult when you got like so many episodes of one TV show that you're trying to cram in one pinball machine. Hmm. I have I have opinions about the whole Stern pinball machine thing anyway. They all seem very okay. cookie cutter to me. Like every they, single one of those they games. What? They seem very cookie cutter. Like they all have the same stupid yeah. screen. They have a couple of ramps. They all do the damn same thing every mm-hmm. time. I'm just like Stern that's, needs that's to why, invent hey, something else. Just make pinballs. Wow, that's well, exactly. I would, exactly. I would, I would, I would say Jersey Jack is more your like your your Bentley Rolls Royce. I mean, because if you yeah. look at a Jersey wait, wait, Jack, wait, 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 hold hold up a second on that Bentley Rolls yeah. Royce. Give me a break. Williams and Bally and Gottlieb back in the day. I mean, they were all competing with innovative things that they changed. They changed up the playfields. They tried to make them interesting. You should not have a formula for a, any pinball machine. It should be brand new. Stern has gotten tired. They have gotten lazy. They need to stop making the games that they're making. And I don't want a freaking Iron Maiden turned into whatever they're going to turn it into next week. I want something new. So, yeah, Jersey Jack's got the right idea. It's not, it's, it's not that they are the Rolls Royce. It's that they have reinvented how pinball machines used to be made. That's my opinion. Yeah, and like, and like I was saying, 
when I was, when I say Bentley Rolls Royce, I mean I was talking about of this era that we're in now. Well, you're uh, right. Course, you're right yeah. about that it, for but, sure. But the games are just getting to say so Jersey Jack and Tesla. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I mean, the thing is, the the games are getting so freaking complicated to where you have to go <laughs> watch a YouTube tutorial before you know how to play very, it. Very true. But very back true. in the nineties, when you walked up to a fun house or a you know whatever. You could you could pretty much understand what you were doing, but uh, yeah, now yeah, you know, you know I, I would say I'd say that's true to a degree. But last night, let's I had a, an event at my house. I mentioned it earlier. So like, uh, Mister and Mrs. Pac Man, people do not mm-hmm. know what the objectives in the game are. The problem right. is nobody reads the instructions at all. The cards, yeah, they're like, well, yeah, and like when it came time to get into the maze, uh, and you have to do directions and moving, they were just like lost. And, and and if you paid any attention whatsoever uh, to the instructions on the machine, you'd have a oh, better yeah. idea how to play. I walked uh, several people through how to play Xenon, how to play uh, Mr. and Mrs. Pack. I just think, and you're right, right? The more complicated it gets, it's uh, people like uh, us, we appreciate that. We can kind of like dive in and say, right. okay, I, I, these are the objectives I want to go after. Um Wizard of Oz, fantastic pinball machine. All these things yeah. going on, uh, you know, half the screen is an LCD, but still very, very playable and very exciting. Um, right. I don't know. They're, they're, and and to your and to your point, uh, we're here, I have a question for you guys. Star Wars, uh, the new pinball from Stern. Um, Tron, yeah, Tron, whatever. They they have all these different versions of the game, right? Yeah, uh, and they and they do different. Frankly, they do different things. Game of Thrones. They, there's there's different versions of the pinball. So, what's your opinion on that? Do you think there should be, or do you think that they should have one? Uh, I mean, no, I think there should be. I, I would say you have your pro model because that's your street model. That's your that's your game that operators gonna buy and put on location. Um, and for people, you know, more, more like me, who I mean. <laughs> That that's the game. I'm going to buy income. Yeah, yeah the people without well, and then, income. You know your LEs. I mean, you know I, certain games. I will say, yeah, the LE is worth the extra two grand. Then some games, I can tell you, so, you so, no, I can't see extra two grand. Do you, do you think it? Why why would we pay two thousand dollars extra for a few code changes and a couple of new ramps? Because we're morons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, really. Hobby for sports. I mean, pinball is a different world than arcades. Oh, totally. The totally. guys who want the the guys who want the LEs, they want go over the pros. They want to have the LE. They want to have a limited edition of this, or you know, you know, they're just the arcade and pinball is just so far away from each other when it comes to that. I, to and to an extent, but I mean, even with like Batman, they had the super LE, you know, there was 15 grand, you know, um, it's just in a whole different league, but I, you know, to me, the pros, I think you, the, the best value is in the pros. Um, I mean, because now you can almost mod out your game, um, to be a LE from a pro for sure. You yeah. know, at half the price. Um, that, so I don't know. I mean, I think there needs to be that. I think 
but I, I do like how you know certain you know like you know, I don't know I, I I just I just don't I think there needs to be that but I just can't justify it in every game. So here here's another question: what What if? What if? Let's just say, for example, arcade pinball was going to get rid of every Bally pinball game in their marketplace the end of June. Would you buy them all? On the, on the arcade pinball? Yeah, you guys familiar with arcade pinball? Yeah. Um, you know what? I mean, I'm... Not really. I mean, I, I, I would like to... I've told this... I think I... I I can't remember who else on this. I really do want to build a virtual pinball machine. Yeah, yeah. Because if you look at the the VPX or the the virtual pinball ten that's out now, it, I mean it's it's pretty freaking amazing. And I saw really good virtual pinball machines. I saw really crappy ones where it looks we like uh, I don't know. What, I mean, it's just terrible. But but the, it, it, I played them both, but it's still not the same as a real pinball machine as far as you know your reaction time with your flippers and all that i just see and that bothers I me like i would like it more if you're doing virtual it needs to be exact right yeah uh, but yeah. but and, and but there's, here's here, there's guys who's doing that pretty close yeah yeah so my my that was a actually my question was sort of a shameless plug just because <laughs> those of those of you that do and have paid for arcade pinball all the ballet tables are going mm-hmm. away at the end of the yeah, month. yeah, and, and they're not that. I've watched a video actually this week where a guy over in Australia he actually went through and bought all the tables and he put them on his uh, virtual pinball machine because now they're they're supporting cabinet mode through a, a third party. Oh, interesting! And, interesting. Yeah, but he would like so he would bring up Terminator Two through the pinball arcade, then he would bring up his. Terminator 2 on his VPX or Virtual Pinball 10 table and oh my god, the Virtual Pinball 10 table Way just different. blew it away. But here's the thing, I don't I think, mean, Bally shouldn't really care, they should just license it, right? Because people, I would think so. people are going to play it. I don't, I don't understand what they're doing unless they're going to pull it in and do their own thing. Now, I mean, there's got to be something here, like it's some kind of cash grab where it's like, hey, if you don't get these in you know, 15 days, they're all going to be gone. Right, but, right. I mean, Something's going on there. Something's going to happen, I would think. Mm-hmm. I agree. Hey, uh, I'm going to dial back uh, Casey. No. Into the line. Oh, dude got disconnected. What was he? We got calls landline. He got dropped. He touched. He touched. Could send him, send him the link. He could dial in on his computer, too. You know. Hey, Casey. Sorry, guys. No problem. Hey, welcome back. Yeah, I just... Uh... I've got this really great headsets, Bluetooth, wireless, and uh, but when I look to move it across away from my ear to hear Dolly talking, I hit the hang up button. It's very tiny and just mashed it. <laughs> she said to tell Daniel I was falling asleep during this talk. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, but I hear you. Glad to have you back on the show. Are we still talking about SFGE or are we talking about pinball? Well, we we, we well, just we kind of diverged because I I took us off the rails. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we could bring up something. Did you guys watch any of the wrestling? The wrestling? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the third year of that stuff, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's fun. My son loves to go watch it. But see, that's the kind of, that's the style of wrestling that I was 
we're kind of raised on kind of, you know, you go to the VFW and watch, you know, the local guys wrestle and I, I kind of enjoy it. Um, but I mean, I, I'll watch a little bit of it and I, you know, that, that's, that I get my feel of it. Yeah, me too. I was yeah. in there for five minutes. And I was like, all right, we're done. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to poop on it or anything. I just, it's, you know, it's not like it was a new exciting thing, but I, I always stick my head in for a little while. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, it's local amateur and they're, they're probably way more excited about what they're doing than some of the pro guys. Cause they, you know, they're sort of <clears throat> jaded or whatever, but yeah, the, the group that comes and does it is amazing. I'm sure they'll be there always unless something, you know, happens. But I, this year as the first year, I didn't catch any musical acts at all. I didn't even notice. I don't even know when they, when they performed. Yeah. I, I totally didn't get to see any of those just kind of in only in passing, but I mean, yeah. I had the same problem with the the panels where I was like somewhere else, and then I wanted to see a panel, but I just couldn't get to it. And you know, Casey was even in a panel, which I'm still yeah, waiting for. Where's that video? I don't know. Al Warner recorded all the panels, so whenever he gets them all together on YouTube. I see. Uh, apparently. At the time, uh, we were the most attended panel. The, the next day, Billy Mitchell's uh, panel surpassed us, but I think we were second um, overall because they invited us to do it again next year. And um, I was, I personally think that Daniel probably has more, uh, is the same amount or more stories than I do. He probably should be on that one, too. I'm not giving away any of my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, I, I have, like... I have a new source for like finding games and I'm not going to let it out of the bag for a while. Oh yeah. Well, no, it's not that. That's not what it was about. This was about um, oh, was just it? your stories. of uh, Yeah. It was like your stories, your craziest things that have happened and how you got started collecting and, um, uh, you know, basically it's crazy stories, you know, basically like what's your, what's that. your craziest pickup? Who's mine? Yeah. We'll, we'll do each of you. Casey, you start. Hmm. It wasn't really my the one that I highlighted wasn't that it was the craziest. It was just a weird. It was weird because it was an asteroid for really cheap, and they you know, they, they said it was you no know, their team's loft. And so I got up there not knowing where I was going, and it was in the it was like a farm, and it was literally in the top uh, story of a barn that was an open air barn. It didn't have like the windows were all broken out, and the game was up against the window, and there was no back to the game. So basically, the elements had rained and and fallen and pooped into the asteroids, but it was pitch black with no power because it's just a barn. So I was using flashlights to see it and get it on my hand truck and pull it out. And the lady helped me move a bunch of stuff around to get it in my car. I brought it home and then brought it into the garage, turned on all the lights and looked, and there was like six or seven inches of mouse poop in the bottom of the Mm -hmm. Um, So I basically, I went, I had to clean my shop back out twice while I was cleaning it out. And, um, but it's clean. uh, And I still need to go back over it with that, you desanitize and all that, but it's been sitting in the garage for over a year now. But, um, but what's funny is, uh, inside there was two more, two, um, centipede boards, two full centipede PCBs were inside it along with all the asteroids hardware. And I think there's an extra AR two or one asteroids would be AR one, right? Yeah. Yep. I think there's a spare AR one board in there. So I haven't cleaned all those boards and tested them, but I mean, honestly, it was, I think I spent, I think it was a $50 pickup. And the cabinet itself, other than this, all this crap falling into the bottom of it, was in good shape. The rest of the front is great. It's got the, it's got that weird kooky Willis CPO on the front, the alternate art from Willis. 
which I seem to be I actually kind of like those. Ones. I kind of think they're awesome. Yeah. Well, some of this stuff is really good, and some of it's horrible, and the Asteroids one is pretty horrible. I mean, it's, it's not even, there's no graphic, it's just colors. There's no, like, uh, space logo, you know, anything flying around. It's just weird. It's like abstract art. But yeah, the same I think that was probably mine. Yeah. That was probably my goofiest, craziest story, really, uh, as far as a single pickup goes. Okay, Daniel, now you. Well, I mean, I've had all the the classic, you know, you know, junky houses and just, you know, everything else like that. But I think the best score I've ever had was like 20 miles from my house. Because usually where I'm at, I have to like really travel. I mean, I've... I mean, it's nothing for me to get up on a Saturday, like at six or seven in the morning, drive all the way to Atlanta, which is like three hours away, pick up a game and then drive back and be home by lunch. Um, but the best score I ever got was literally 20 miles from my house. Um, this guy I've known forever, his kids went to school with my kids. And um, somebody told me that his parents were an old operator from back in the day, but um, I kind of just kind of blew it off. Um, and my kid's school has a fundraiser every year and people donate stuff and whatever. And, um, he donated to Miss Pac-Man and it was in rough shape, but it worked. And he had a value on it at 1200 bucks. And I was like, if this guy's wanting 1200 bucks for this, and if he's got other stuff, I'm not even interested, you know? But anyway, so one of my wife's friends bought that game for eight hundred dollars in a, like a crazy dumb bidding war and um she wanted me to restore it so i put all new art you know everything just went completely through it and he saw the game at her house and was like he called me one day i was like hey i saw the miss pac-man and you know i want you to come over here we're getting out of you know we've got out of it a long time ago we got all this stuff in these warehouses and the only thing they do now is the gambling type machines that you see in like convenience stores. So I go over there on a Saturday. Yeah. So my dad and I, I was like, I got my dad to go with me and we went over there and I'm, there's like three warehouses and I'm going, I'm just like opening the doors and there's all this stuff in there. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know? And I was kind of worried about the price. And so him and I kind of got together and he's like, well, uh, all the arcades are $100 a piece and what? the jukeboxes are $50 a piece. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think I got 45 arcade machines and my dad got like 50-something jukeboxes. And, I, I mean, it was, this. yeah. I mean, I got like five, you know, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3s, a couple Mortal Kombat 2s and 1s and... Um, Street Fighter 2s and, I mean, Cruising USAs and, I mean... Yeah, that's the one I didn't buy for dollar, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, and too, I got, a, I got like, a Big Blue and um, I got a Mappy. Um, what else? I mean, there was just... I mean, it was there were centipedes. I mean, you name it, it was in there. And it was like a, you know, two-weekend kind of thing, you know, going back and forth on Saturdays, picking up stuff. But <laughs> That's it, you know, awesome. That that was the best pickup I've ever had. Wow. And it was literally 20 miles from my house. Um, and, uh, you know, you, and that was the only time I think my wife ever saw where I took a little bit of money. And by the time I sold almost everything, I had, you know, I, I 
thick stack of money and she was you know she, she kind of got it then she's like well maybe you want to buy some more arcade games <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, that was the only time she's ever you know um been interested in it is when she saw that that stack of cash so nice. yeah um, i'm still waiting for that part to happen here yeah it, it can happen i mean like i say i mean that was just out of the blue one day they called me and i mean i've had I think the longer you're in the hobby, the more, I mean, I have people call me and like, Hey, I, I, I know so-and-so has got a few games or something. And a lot of times it's nothing, but I've had, you know, people just call me out of the blue and like, especially like on Facebook. Now um, I had some jukeboxes I listed for my dad on marketplace. And I had this guy in the town, like 45 miles from me, just messaged me one day. and was like, Hey, I see you have jukeboxes and some arcades for sale, or do you want to buy some parts? I'm like, sure, I'll take a look. And I mean, I bought like 50 Neo Geo carts from him and uh, like 30 Play Choice 10 carts and stuff like that. He just threw it all in a pile and was like, uh, 200 bucks. I'm like, sure. Yes. Like four four cartridges in there. So, I mean, I mean, it, it, stuff like that still happens, but it's not, you know, you just have to kind of be on the lookout, you know. And, and I've never, I don't, I, I haven't searched Craigslist in probably two or three months. I think the market, all, just Facebook in general, is the place now. I mean, with the groups, and stuff. It is. yeah, it is for sure. There's, there's so much stuff moving around now through that. Um, Leco was great for about a month, and then that's turned into mess now. So. But you guys know my, I've got the magic wife. She has this amazing ability to find me crazy stuff. And oh. um, I don't want to jinx anything, but we're waiting to hear about a certain MCR game based on a movie. Um, nice. But I don't, I don't want to say it or jinx it until we hear what the price is. So, Capcom Bowling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my favorite MCR, Yeah, never mind. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. It's so in. It, you know, isn't that doesn't that start Randy Quaid? Yeah, yeah. Are space. <laughs> That'd hey, be great. People, people can talk crap about Capcom Bowling, but it is. I like it. That's actually. I fun. mean, no, love people love that game. That's a great conversion. Yeah. Well, yeah. Conversion. I, mean, I like that game. Who would who would convert that thing in? I mean, Capcom Bowling got converted into like Mr. Do, maybe. Yeah. But in, in, I saw some of the, you know, like the wood grain cabinets that was like a, I guess it was almost like a dedicated Capcom Bowling. They're, they're kind of small. Um, yeah, they did have and, a dedicated, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they, a lot of them had the big, like, bowling ball, like track ball. I, I would dig one of those if I got it really cheap. Nice. Oh yeah, I like one of those. I like the Simpsons bowling. You know, a lot of people talk about the Simpsons bowling game. Didn't they have a big, a big trackball in it too? It was, it, it was more of a kid, wasn't it? Um, I, think, uh, I think it was, but I, I've never played it. I don't know. Well, you guys can make fun of me all you want. I'm working on a. Uh, I got a Mega Touch in the garage that I picked up recently on a cheap auction. <laughs> and uh, it's nice. Uh, I got a chat kit for the monitor today and um, something that's booting up to an error about the key. I think the key, I talked to a guy who like really knows these things. Like he's like, he's become like the mega touch guy. And 
he uh, said that it sounds like the key and the, the the load the version that's on the hard drive are not synced, or, or maybe the key's bad. So I'm actually going to ship him the key and the um, hard drive to, to test out on his machine. And he said he's got ISOs and all the later versions, so hopefully he'll load a newer version on there for me. Very cool. But I just wanted to have one. I got it for like thirty bucks. It's an upright. It's a co- it's like a, uh, a cabaret. Um, Mega Touch by Merit, and um, yeah, yeah. something funny to have by the have next to the bar for people to just kind of sit and move all that with. Play solitaire. Well, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you a pro tip. Don't buy a bunch of jukeboxes. Ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to buy one one time and gave up halfway out the guy's house. We put it back for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I can't. Right I mean, it was. we bought all those jukeboxes and they all work, but we can't even hardly give them away. Nobody wants a jukebox. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, cause these are like seventies and eighties boxes, all 45s and they're all loaded with 45s. Yeah. And it's funny that you'll look at this jukebox and it'll have like all country songs. And then you'll look at this one. It's got all R and B songs. So you can kind of tell what mm-hmm. kind of club they were in. Um, yeah. The history. This is, um, this is very interesting to me. Let me, let me interrupt for a second. You guys, this is interesting to me. And here's why last night, uh, half my company comes over to the house, right? And um, mm-hmm. they're playing my jukebox. I open that thing up. It's it's night. It's from 1975 to Rockola 460. And I open it up, and it's loaded with 45s that I've hand selected, right? So you know, it took a while. Uh, and I and every once in a while we we swap them out. We got you know 10 or 20 or even 30 at a time. And that's really difficult because you got to choose the records you want to take out. But here's the here's the problem. Here's the problem. Uh, they, I opened this thing up and these guys were all in awe and we they played the shit out of my jukebox last night and they were singing at wow. the top of their lungs. I don't understand how you can't sell a 45 jukebox and make it desirable to a collector. I, it, as as an 80s kid as somebody who like you know we're, we're like crt purists oh it's, yeah why are we why aren't these kids buying 45 jukeboxes i don't get it i don't know i, I mean i i'll put them on there and i put them on facebook marketplace and um i'll and, and i got like a stack of 45s just just you know like four feet high and i'm like if you come buy one of these you i'll let you look through all the records you want and you can hand select what records you want you know 300 bucks for a working jukebox is crickets i mean wow. you know wow. I, we should talk i might I have mean, one it, shipped up here <laughs> it's terrible so i actually had one guy um he wanted a um one of the boxes we had so and a lot of this you'll take you'll get like five of the same ones and so you'll take you know all the best parts and make a nice one a kind of nice one an okay one and then you got like really a junk box left it's like totally empty so i went and put like a modern um a um like a home receiver in it that has a cd player a you can hook your mp3 player up to it it's got a usb slot put that in there wired it with new speakers and it sounds amazing you know so i mean you can put your usb stick in there with you know thousands of songs and just let it play and that kind of sold pretty decent but nobody wants the 45 ones around here i don't know what it is i have 2545s in my collection 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. And you know, they, you can still buy new 45s. I mean, sure. there's people pressing them, you know, for mm-hmm. this jukebox kind of industry. So, um, I don't know. I, I kind of just gave up on it. And so I probably get have about 15 or 20 left. Um, <laughs> Mark, there was Mark just turned who, the lights off. <laughs> it just went totally dark was, in Mark's studio. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All of a sudden the lights went out. Power bill. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just gave a bunch of like the empty boxes away. I just got tired of messing with them. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you buy, unless you got the old ones or, or unless you're corn out warehouse, what kills me when I see like on corn out warehouses, Facebook page, they'll post the same jukebox. Like I got, and sometimes they want to be working. They'll put like 600 bucks and like in three minutes it's sold. I mean, I can't even give away a nice working one for 300. Well, it's your, it's your location, man. You're not really near a uh, city center like that. Like he is. So yeah. that guy, he's got a lot, I would, he's got a lot of local clientele. Well, that guy—it's amazing how he fast he can sell some stuff. Yeah. Well, let's not talk about that today. <laughs> so, Adam, you, Adam, you said you were going to come down to this year's uh, SSGD, and you just bailed. No, I, I actually want. You know, it, here's the thing: I, I'm not rich. Uh, this this stuff doesn't happen for free, so. I'm sorry I didn't make it, but let's, let's. It's a goal. I think I let it uh, fall off my calendar. If I were to put it on there again, I think I can make it. And you know, if if I got to ride in a Winnebago from Mark's house, I might fly to Texas and do that whole thing next year. Well, no, he said he's flying next year, so he's certainly not. Yeah. Well, I mean, the price is right. I, I I don't think I had to pay to get on this Winnebago. It was going with or without me. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. So. <laughs> No, I would totally do it. I think it would be a fun time. I was actually kind of disappointed you guys didn't dig the wrestling because that was sort of uh, hyped up on, on the show. So. Oh, it's a good time. Though. I think the best the best thing I saw this year was one guy grabbed another guy, drug him out of the ring. And you know those, like, Culligan, like, water bottles, big water bottles out, you know? He stuck yeah. his head under there and opened it up. And just, just, I mean, like drowning him with the water. <laughs> that that was pretty awesome. <laughs> I thought that was gross. That's awesome. I, mean, I, I like I, I like the old campy style wrestling where you know somebody throws in a glove that's full of like brass knuckles or something. You know what I mean? When the ref's not looking, I like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dirty, dirty wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm sure with, between the two of us and maybe anybody else that we know, if you come down, you just get yourself down here and get a hotel room. We can probably get you a weekend pass. That sounds fun. That sounds like room. a good time, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I got a yeah. media pass, and I was more than happy to make that video. It was so awesome, actually. Well, well let's make sure that shows up somewhere where I can see it. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Hey, man, I want to thank you guys for being on the show. Um, yeah, man. Thanks, thanks for dialing in. Uh, anytime you want to be on the show, we can make that happen, uh, except next week, of course. Yes, we, no. We had to be guest next week. <laughs> but if you, you know, if you want to heckle, if you want to heckle from the chat. Am I getting, am I getting bumped for Eugene Jarvis? Uh, what, no. Yeah, dude, no, absolutely. The ultimate passion. Absolutely not. We would never do that. I would, I would bump myself for Eugene Jarvis. <laughs> He's a good guy. I mean, dude, I, I, that that's who we're trying to get for next year for SFG because they're they're going to actually go. Uh, is it later or earlier, Casey? Is later, isn't it? In the month, 
I, th- I think it's going to be like two weeks later in the month for next year for SFG. Yeah, and the like, reason post, post Father's yeah, Day, um, they're going to try to get him to come next year. Well, you know what? We'll, there's a, we'll put in a go good ahead. word for you, too. When he's on the show, we'll yeah, get him. him yeah, get him to come. I, I think he would be a blast. To, I mean, he like showed up at the arcade club over there, you know, in, in, in the U.K., when they were having like Robotron Day, I mean, he—I think he's just an awesome guy. Yeah, I think that'd be great. He, he is yeah. a very and fun I guest. I can't what I can't wait for that new the new documentary, the Insert Coin documentary. Yeah, it's about the '90s Midway stuff. I think that's gonna be so cool. So oh, I can't wait to see good. him in that. That'll be good. Well, listen, yeah. fellas. I really appreciate you being on the show. We're going to wrap it up for tonight. Uh, Mark, do you have any final thoughts? Do you have any final questions for our guests? No, I think I'm good. I'm going to save them for the shot box tomorrow. Excellent. Well, it's been really great having you on the show. (laughs) So, dudes, uh, let's do this again real soon. Uh, This has been Arcade Radio Episode 20. uh, From season two. Uh, I really, it's pretty awesome, you know? So, uh, tune in, uh, you know, usually every other Thursday, but this has been a special episode. Next Thursday will be sort of the reset. Eugene will be on, Eugene Jarvis. So tune in, 7.15 p.m. Central. And you listen to Mark, me, and we'll interview Mr. Eugene Jarvis. Um, thanks for being on the show. Mark, this has been a fun a fun episode. You guys did great. What's in the juke? You know? Leave him, you know, anytime you want to call us up. Yeah, man. He's, he's, (laughs) oh, yeah. Here we go. Everybody dance. (laughs) So we're on iTunes, right? That's what I hear. And sound, SoundCloud? SoundCloud. SoundCloud. SoundCloud Van Dam. <laughs> Just completely dropped Twitch. Is that out of the picture now? Is Twitch, I, I think Twitch is still on there. Yeah, I think we're. I think we're on. There's a dog in my office. Peace <laughs> to the tail. Yeah. <laughs> There's a dog in my office. Yeah. It's the best part of the show because we're gonna have like this whole. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Did <laughs> <laughs> Daniel? Did Daniel hang up? No, I'm still. I'm, I'm actually got old speaker. You guys are fine. All right, guys. I'll see you guys. I appreciate it. It, it was, was super fun. fun. Thanks for being on the show. All right, man. See you. Yeah. Later. Mark, are you gonna go hang out with your your with? You gonna hang out with the whiff now, Mark? Yeah, the whiff told me my, one of my dogs uh, licked a toad or something. <laughs> it's foaming at the mouth. Oh and no! She doesn't know if it's gonna live, and I'm like, yeah, he'll live. Oh, you need to go check on the dog. Balls. Exactly. <laughs> I got bit by my cat. I'm still alive. Oh my god, you guys, look at that. It's just awful. Oh no! I, if I'm not on the show next week, you'll know why. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna run away. You guys take care. Hey, Thanks. hey, hey Mark. Dolly, hey, Mark. Dolly yep. said to tell you that she had a nice time meeting Sam. And she oh yeah. Didn't. 
scare off or anything. No, not at all. Sam Sam said she was very compatible with with her. Ah. Yeah, she was so much. She was so quiet. She's like the quietest girl I've ever met. Yes. So, Casey, would Dolly be willing to do? Would Would Dolly be willing to do the wives of show? No, absolutely. She likes listening. She gets a blast. She has a blast. She had to go to bed earlier though because she's got a six a.m. run tomorrow, so she's she bailed. So yeah. let's let's make that happen. I think it's gonna. Uh, we'll have to figure out how that's gonna work. Um, and we'll, you know, as the men, we're going to have to, we're going to have to not chime in. This is going to be their, their deal. So I want to try to facilitate. Well, probably, a few- if you're talking, if you're talking on a Thursday night, um, basically in order for me to even listen to the show and be on and play with the, what's in the juice, she pretty much has to put the boys to bed. Okay. Cause okay. it takes the twins quite a while to settle down and get to bed. So probably if she's going to be doing the show, I'll probably be doing that. So I won't really be there the whole time. Okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. But I, I think, I think it would be an awesome show to hear the ladies talk about, you know, their support or, or not support of the men. But I think let's get let's, Mark. What do you think? Do it. Let's, let's figure it out. Yeah. Let's get the logistics worked out. I think it'll be super fun. Just ping me about it. Just send me something. Remind me when you want to do it. Okay. Cool, man. Good to hear your All voice right, again. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. Night, Night everybody. Night, everybody. Over yep. and out.